0: My name is Josh Alvarez, and I'm Liam O'Donnell. and you're listening to episode 120
1: of CinePunks. Woo. Oh my god, 120—that's a man. scary
0: number, scary number, scary number. I, I'm not high.
1: I don't. I well, I mean, first of all, it's 120, not 420, so I think you're okay with not
0: being high. I know,
1: but yeah, I mean, it's weird. It's like a, it's like a, a mildly significant number. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not it's,
0: significant. Numerology is a sham. That's oh, what that's I true. say. That's yeah, fair. that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Fuck all that shit.
1: I just, I just, <laughs> you know, we, it wasn't that long ago that we did 100. And the idea that we've done 20 since then is kind of like, oh, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. We're we did 100 keep... like three years ago. I know. Yeah. And it's what it feels.
0: It, oh,
1: it was another world. I can't even, I could not conceive of where I am at right now when we did episode 100.
0: Well, you know where you are right now, Liam. Where's that? You're joined by none other than Mr. Michael Berdan. <gasps> Hi, friends. I mean, yeah, yeah um, it, that was very suspenseful. Um, I like that. That was I, good.
2: Uh, well, my like my, my audio cut out for like a split second, at like right as you were introducing I me, love which I think is. Probably prophetic. I so love, oh, I
1: love that. I love uh,
2: that. I love that. But but congratulations on 120 episodes. I don't think I've done 100 <laughs> 120 of anything for my entire life. Uh, I, don't I you admire- have 120 songs at least, Mike. Oh God! Uh, well yes uh i I mean fuck at this point i probably have 120 records i don't know what i'm talking about (laughs) Uh, i'm I'm just like saying shit Uh, i don't know if i've ever done like 120 like homework assignments Uh, i don't know if i've (laughs) ever done 120 like uh you know cumulative push-ups for my entire life sure um like i I've never done like 120 of anything that's hard. And uh, if you listen to the <laughs> records that I play on,
1: uh, you will understand that uh, there, there's not a lot that goes into them. So, Bernan, at this point, how many bands have you been in? Oh, God. I don't know. We should say musical um, projects would probably be
2: better. I, I mean, probably like 10, 15. Right, uh, right. A, a, a
1: lot. It's hard because the only way that I have to track people is on Discogs, right? But that's not fair because not every project puts out a recording that ends up on Discogs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's not someone's whole history. But even that is, it's pretty impressive, my man. Like, uh, obviously, I think a lot of people listening to this are going to know you from uh, uh, your current project, right? But I mean,. I know lots of people who loved veins who've been on board since veins. I know Mm -hmm. lots of people know drunk driver, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I think you have a lot of projects that weren't just like, I'm in a basement with friends. Like you've done not just 20 some bands or whatever, but you've done a number of things that people care about. Is that fair? Or is it too embarrassing for you to admit that that's true?
2: I mean, you know, I, I'm lucky that like at like 40 years old, I've gotten to like make a living playing music and like people seemed to enjoy it sometimes. So it's not entirely embarrassing. Like I play music in front of people and like, that's my job when it's not the middle of a pandemic. Um, And, uh, and you know, like, yeah, like I, I I think that rules. Um, And uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm very blessed to be, where i am um and uh to to have a kind of you know i use the word career in quotation marks because it's like not really like it's it's not really a job i have i have a peter pan i've built this peter pan life that i've been fortunate enough to sustain through sheer dumb luck so (laughs) yeah it's cool yeah
0: I would like to take this time at the top of this episode to convey a message just sent to me by a self-professed King of Delco and my Ooh. bandmate and friend of the show, Mr. Bo Brendley, who suggests to you that you are instructed to rock your red vest from pocket change and that you and he are to hang at Roy Rogers. That's from I,
2: Bo. I would love tell Well, tell Bo I would love to do that if Bo's, well, if Bo's listening... Bo, uh, you are the king of Delco. I, 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 I missed, uh the Camaro. Uh, is it, it doesn't get more Delco than your Camaro. Um, I don't know if Roy Rogers is still there, but if so, I would love to meet you there uh, in the wasteland that was the Granite Run Mall. I wish I still had that pocket change vest. It was taken from me when I got fired. Um, but Bo, Bo's remarkable. We work like. For, First things first, I I kind of owe everything to Bo. I don't know if he uh, has ever told you guys, but you know, Bo was the guy who like started ta- like you know me and Sharky uh, from you know Clock Cleaner and Dark Blue and Puerto Rico Flowers. We hung out at the Grand Run Mall in in Media and Delco, and you know we were just like shitty little like punk hardcore kids, and Bo you know, played in not work and then kill the man. And he hang out at the mall and he started like letting us tag around at shows. And (laughs) it was, you know, it was through Bo that I started like going Stalag. And that I met all these people. It was through Bo that like, I got my first experiences like in a tour van, like letting me come along for like kill the man and Rambo runs and embarrass him. But yeah, like this, like, like this is all my life is all Bo's fault and he's like a doctor now and i have and, and and i have neck tattoos
1: i mean let's be let's be fair just because my man is uh, uh certainly an achievement in his career he's still a bit of a man child too like the the, the whole cross keys experiment is can one millennial lawyer uh, keep an eye on all of these older man children and get their shit together long enough to be a good band because that is just Andrew Wellbrock carrying uh, just these old punk children, uh, you know, on his back.
0: Yeah, it's well, not I mean, even a joke. Yeah, that's fully totally the truth. That's exactly what that is.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, Bo's from Delco and like real Delco, and like none of us. St-
1: Wait wait, ever, wait, like, wait, 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 Let's be let's be clear about something. I love that you say real Delco as if there's all these poser Delco people going around <laughs> being like, yeah, 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 I'm Delco. I've even watched the TV show, and you're like, you are fake Delco. I, okay, there is a dividing line for sure. <laughs> but the main
2: the main line like the main line might be like might be Delco on like on a map, but like the main line's not Delco. The main line is like one of the wealthiest areas in america um, oh, you know, I, like oh i
1: i went to school out on the main line i know about the this thing but yeah do you think people on the main line are actually claiming delco does that happen
2: a lot <laughs> of times a lot of times there are you know bullshit. Um, that's bullshit <laughs> yeah you you will, you'll will get like you'll you'll get radnor fools saying that they're from or like Malvern saying that they're from delco and that's just like that you know that's not like if you're from glen olden you're from delco you know sure um
0: right, right. like if like you're,
2: you're like like i'm from upper Darby, uh like like the drexel hill upper Darby cusp and like that's fucking delco you know if you're from like you know prospect park like, or uh um, oh shit yeah like you're from delco like I just but, think,
1: look, look. If you have never been possibly threatened or robbed at a Wawa, you're not from Delco. No, you know definitely I mean? not. Yeah, like, like, like. You know, I, I as someone who lived in Wayne for for a while, uh, the idea that anyone in along that road, along Lancaster Ave, would be like, yeah, I live in Delco. Like, fuck you, man. Come on, <laughs> dude. I... Can you walk to a a, a a place like Lancaster Ave? Then you don't live in Delco. Stop it
2: no no um but yeah there is there's an economic dividing line there's a physical dividing line outside of like the main line i'm gonna catch some guff from this from some dear friends um who i love very much but parts of like havertown haverford into ardmore i you, you know like you live right. there, like you might have a future, um right, right? <laughs> like that, like, like, I'm not going to say you're not from Delco, but like it's it's different than living in other parts of Delco.
1: <laughs> I love that I very much was like, okay, we're going to have Bredan on. I want to talk to him a little bit about uniform and on music and stuff. But I don't want to talk about it too much. I didn't think, well, we should spend like 15 minutes on Delco. Like we should yeah. just make sure any, like if, it, all, you know, our Canadian listeners right now are going to be like, what is happening? I no. don't understand.
2: Funny thing is, I haven't even lived in Pennsylvania for like fucking 20 years or so. Um,
1: <laughs> oh, but it leaves a mark. There's no, I could live out here in Chicago area for the rest of my life and I'm going to be talking about Philadelphia. Like it's just no. how it is.
2: Oh no, no, it's, it, it's true. Uh, I mean, it, like, if you grow up in the greater Philadelphia area, like, it leaves, like, it like it, it definitely imprints itself on your soul. And, like, you're not going to be able to relate. You're going to be re- relating with Philadelphian eyes to everything you do for <laughs> the rest of your life, you know? Uh, it's like, I live in New York. I've lived in New York for a long time. Most of my family is from New York. Um, and there are parts of this area certain kinds of people who I, you know, I can really identify with. And then there are others where it just, like, it doesn't make sense. Um, you know, like, in New York, like, like even before it became, like, you know, a utopian, like, playground <laughs> for, like, the mega-rich from Western Europe, um, <laughs> uh, like, it, like, you still, like you got in trouble for doing stuff like you would right. go to jail for like, you know, in like the early 2000s, like if you got out in a fight and like a cop saw you, you'd go to jail. If you were like, you know, doing drugs on the sidewalk, you'd like, you know, you'd go to jail. If you had like a warrant and like you got stopped for a ticket offense, you'd go to jail in Philly. Like that's not the case in Philly. Like the only way you're going to go to jail is if you shoot a cop or if you're like, like if you're not white, you know, if, if you're white in Philadelphia, you're not getting in trouble for pretty much anything.
1: Oh my God. The truth, the truth coming out of your mouth. All yeah. right. I, I, I did, I did want to ask though, as much as we could spend, we honestly could do a Patreon episode, just talking about the area and Delco and stuff. I did want to ask you, um, what's it like, uh, releasing and attempting to promote, uh, a record during a pandemic? What's that like?
2: Um, it's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it, bad. It's like real bad. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it, it's funny because like you feel a natural, like you feel naturally compelled to go out and a, and perform these songs and like you know see if it, like you know like see how it connects to people um, and like it it feels like you know you do all this work leading up to it and then there was like you know a couple of weeks where you know people would talk about it and where we would like you know kind of like engage in conversations about it but then you know it like it just seems to like i don't want to say it's like forgotten about um because like, i don't think it i don't think it is but in like in another world like we would be out playing these songs and like, you know, still like, you know, getting sense of purpose out of playing and being like, you know, re-energized from playing. And now it's just kind of like, but so we've been finding other ways to keep ourselves busy. You know, we've been doing a lot of remixes. We're working on a couple of collab tracks and albums right now. Um, Like, we haven't, like, what it means is, like, you know, our jobs are, are, like, you know, we're still musicians, and it's easy to just be, like, well, I'm out of work because I can't tour, and that's kind of true, but not really. It means that, like, you need, we need to work more creatively, um, right and right. it, like, it's weird, and it's hard, but fortunately enough, like, this is a, a fucked up interesting time in human history and there's a lot to make music about. So... Sure. We just, you know, we keep on we keep on making
0: music. So you, you guys are, like, 100% remote now in terms of writing and everything? Well, me and Ben, um, our, our, our
2: guitar player, uh, producer, uh, we live not too far from each other and he, like, uh, he's part of a studio and so... He and I will will come together at the studio, but largely we do write remotely. Uh, you know, I'll put things together like on my rig at home. Ben will do the same thing. Our drummer Mike uh, lives in Texas. Um, he'll do the same thing. And you know, we've recently started uh, working with a bass player, and uh, that's going to be. Uh, I, I, I can't. I can't. I can't talk about that yet. Um, but it's. Um, it's going to be interesting, and uh, he doesn't live in New York City either. Um, but yeah, we all find ways to work. Yeah,
1: adding a bass player, man. It sounds like I know. It's like you guys are a full band. I feel slide like I'm watching just being a rock band. What's going on?
2: I mean, I like it's. It just takes it takes stuff off of our plate. You right. know, like right. I like like I want to be able to concentrate on just singing. I don't want to have to like worry about singing and doing synth stuff Ben wants to be able to concentrate on like just playing guitar like he doesn't want to like have to like run the bass rig through like this weird mm. complicated splitter thing that yeah. he's been yeah. using like with, with his basic thing like, with it uh for the past few years you know so it's just mm. a matter of streamlining things um right and like you know so far so good uh we you know we tackled a lot of this over the past couple of years with a drummer, um, but it's it's going to be interesting
0: to see everything a bit more freed up. So,
1: like yeah, it
0: it should be cool. yeah. No, it feels awesome to watch just because like the adding of the drummer is like noticeably different, and um, adding a bass player is kind of blowing my mind a little bit.
2: Yeah, I mean it it it, it should be cool, and like this bass player also is very capable of doing synth stuff too. So it's, um, it's going to be interesting.
0: Nice. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, that, uh, that shame record though is wonderful. I want you to know you. it came to me at probably my darkest time, uh, in a long time. Right. Liam, I'd say this is pretty dark times for Josh Alvarez. Right? Like, Oh, it's never exactly been darker. my favorite. Yeah. 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 And that's when that record came to me. And, uh, it's perfect for where I am right now. And you could take that for what it's worth. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the truth. I love that record. And I, I love everything you've done, Berdan. You do know that, right? Like, that's you're, a thing.
2: You're a very lovely human being. And I love everything you've done, too. You are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, that's you're, funny. You're no like you're one of the most saying- warm wonderful colorful people i know and uh, and, and 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 i love like like so much of like the overarching philadelphia jersey punk world um is like enriched and has been enriched by the stuff that you do for so many years now like it's 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 really sick
0: that's very kind of you to say, Mike. I, I appreciate that. The, the last time I saw a Burdan band was when me and King of Delco Bo Brendley went to the boot to go see uh, Deep Red, which is now oh, suspiciously yeah. named something differently on the Bandcamp page. It's yeah, like Canal Shady Street Boy. Electronics now or something?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, 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 there was another Deep Red in australia who like kind of like got in touch with me or like were put in touch with me and like it wasn't anything malicious um they were totally cool and we could have both kept the name but it's just like a little too close so mm-hmm. I
0: are you gonna still do name. that project though that project's like probably my favorite Burdan project
2: the deep red stuff uh yeah yeah the deep yeah, that's that's going to be like the more like kind of like synth pop oriented stuff. Uh where Canal Street Electronics is more like kind of like harder techno, EBM, um mm. like gnarly. Yeah, like I don't it it really it it depends on like what kind of mood I'm in to be like, <laughs> you know, in the course of like a couple of weeks to be like, okay, like what kind of like what kind of music do I feel like working on and like what, what do I want to call it? So yeah, there, there might be more deep red leaning things at
0: some point. I think for my tastes, that's like the one, because it's like the perfect nexus of this aggression. And I don't know if, you know, I have a deeply seated love for like poppy synth. That's just been a thing for my entire life. And uh, it's that, it. it's like that cross section and I love it so much. It's so good. Oh man. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, <laughs> I I should make a more concerted effort to work
2: on on that kind of thing, and uh, and
0: I think I will. Hey, you're good at it, man. I gotta say, you're really good at it. So that's just you're, my humble opinion. I also have this weird opinion that all Filipinos of a certain age just love synth pop that sounds like like <laughs> that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like the only people I know that are like super into bands like Anything Box and uh, bands like. Uh, like, that kind of, like, weird synthy pop stuff from, like, kind of the 90s, kind of the 80s is, like, older Filipino dudes are, like, wow, that's a beautiful, beautiful musics. I enjoy it very much.
2: I believe it, man. I,
0: that, that's that's some that's I know you're from New Jersey
2: if. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah
1: great bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay we we have a lot to cover on this episode i would love for us to keep talking about this i do want to say i've wanted to talk to you also about uniform uh and the so, some of the like uh in, a, in an interview you referred to like your nascent catholicism in uh some of the lyrics and stuff and mm-hmm. i was like ooh, i want to talk about that real bad like i think that would be a fun conversation however that is not what we're talking about on this episode, so we'll have to find another time to do it.
0: <laughs> totally fine. I, yeah,
2: yeah, I, 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 I enjoy talking about flicks. I enjoy talking about books. I enjoy talking about... God or the lack of God. And I enjoy talking about drugs.
1: Yes. Well, I'm not so into the last one, but everything else is right up my alley. I love the, especially the God or lack thereof. If we have to commit to one of those options, I'm a little uncomfortable. But if we can be in that liminal space between the two, that's my sweet spot. (laughs)
2: That's where I live too. Depends on the day. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Catch me at the right moment. All about God. Catch uh, and God it and God does exist. Catch me at the wrong moment. moment I'm on a different tip, but whatever
1: I, you know, it doesn't the, really the, matter. I, I, again, I want to make sure we get all the other things, but you know, the question of existence—what does that even look? Look, who cares? <laughs> yeah. I, I
2: mean,
0: I think there's an insane clown posse record about that. <laughs> if there isn't, there should be. Is all I'm saying. Yeah.
1: I just, I just think, uh, I just think like. uh if if, if if agnosticism is just an, an, an admission of epistemology and not some sort of like actual uh, commitment of faith, then I'm all for agnosticism. You know what I mean? I'm just like, epistemologically speaking, nobody knows, and that's what makes it interesting. But, well, <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, okay, so before we jump into a special segment that we do every time, we have to make a quick aside, me and Josh, and say thank you. To all of our Patreon supporters. Uh, y'all are the reason that we're here. Um, we really appreciate your support. You make this possible. Uh, and we hope to have more uh, Patreon-exclusive content for you in the future. So that about covers that. Josh, who else do we have to thank? And remember, there's we two We have
0: now. to thank our beautiful sponsors at Essex Coffee Roasters, who are uh, offering a 10 or 15% discount. It's 10. It's 10. Oh, a 10% discount. Uh, if you... Enter Cinepunks in your checkout for ordering some beautifully roasted individual coffee beans. From our
1: friend Aaron, <laughs> this is why I, this is why I wrote that copy for Aaron so we'd have it in front of us. But of course, I don't have it in front of us. I just Yay! wrote it, and then I did. I didn't think to like make it available for us. But uh, yeah, here's the thing: you need to know about Essex, y'all. Uh, Aaron toured in Bain. You know this. While he was on tour, he was constantly questing for good cups of coffee, and he felt like getting in on the roasting end meant he could make quality coffee, more accessible to people. So it wasn't just some sort of like elitist thing in specific neighborhoods, but that people could generally have access to it. So Essex is committed not just to getting you fresh coffee roasted per per your order, but they're also committed to education because they want to help you know, how do I make this coffee at home in a way that'll taste like how I want it to taste, and they want to help you figure that out. Uh, the, the 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 goal there is quality without elitism. That's sort of their commitment, and and I really believe in it. I have been roasting, or roasting, sorry, I've been brewing Essex at home now for a few weeks because I got it since they're our sponsor, and uh, it's really good. It's like seriously That's awesome. good. Uh, and so yeah, head on over. Put in code CINEPUNKS. I I don't think it matters if it's all caps or not, but I think it needs to be all caps. Uh, And then uh, you'll get 10% off, and I think that's great. We also want to thank... Of course.
0: Also, if quality and elitism is your thing... Oh, God. Here we we go. We would like to direct you to our sponsors, LVAC.
1: Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations. Uh, Here's the thing. (laughs) Chris Reject, he loves money, but he's bad at getting it. That's good for you because that means he's going to give you a deal that he shouldn't because he's bad at money, but he'll work hard for you because he wants money. It's this weird dichotomy that only works at Lehigh Valley (laughs) Apparel Creations, where they will be both professional and irresponsibly punk rock. That is their commitment. You know, it's like they're going to do, they're going to give you the best work they can, but they're also going to kick some ollies in the middle of the shop. That's just how it is, you know, and they want you to be a part of that. So head on over to xlvacx.com. Com to get your band shirt podcast uh D club uh koozies Coozies. group that goes out and beats up fascists whatever it is you need <laughs> you need some bandanas you need them to print something on your uh uh bulletproof vest whatever it is they can screen print it for you and they're excited to do it lehigh valley apparel creations Xvacx.com all right yeah cool. We ran right, through. Those. I feel like we did a good that job. Really now that we good. have two, yeah, 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 that's good.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was nice.
2: Yeah, so now you, you guys, you guys sounded on point.
1: Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you, Burdett. Oh
2: God, I, I'm gonna go out. I, actually, I, it's funny as you were talking about that. I was like, man, I, I just ran out of coffee, and I, I don't want to go to, I don't, I don't want to go order more from where I usually order it. I wanted to try something different, so I am going to check out Essex Coffee Roasters.
0: As oh, you should, sir. As See, you should.
2: Effective advertising and.
1: Uh, <laughs> you know? Like, Gotta get that 10% discount, man. That's no joke.
0: Yeah,
2: man. I, That's I, I mean, 10% goes a long way. We, we live in fucking <laughs> dire times. So. Yeah, we really fucking did. <laughs> uh,
1: but you know what's not dire, Josh? Our regular segment, the name of which we always. All forget. right,
0: wait, wait, wait. Prior to us going into this, I would like to make an apology.
1: Oh, no. Okay, go ahead.
0: Bandad Andrew Welbrock, who communicated to me expressly how disappointed he was in the lack of timing or effort in the last announcement of this next segment, whose name I'm not even going to joke about. We know it. We know what the name is. But he was like, yo, bro, you could have done better. <laughs> and that hurt. Well, it hurt okay, me, okay. It hurt me in my heart. I, will I just say, want you to I, know,
1: I will say this. One... Andrew Welbrock, no one asked you. Get fucked. Two, <laughs> two. this, I'm just going to say it, man. Jacob, this is why you're the man. You need to line them up. Use your digital magic. I don't care if they're not really lined up in real life. That's what recording magic is for. Auto-tune our ass, man.
0: No, 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 no. We're going to do this okay. as the All good right. lord or lack thereof has intended.
1: Oh, I appreciate that. Where we're going to count down. God, God, God or our wish, therefore.
0: Yes. And then we're going to say it at the same time in perfect unison. Berdan if you know what's about to happen, you're more than welcome to join in. But I'm going to say three, and I'm going to follow that with a two, and then a one. And then where the would be in according to the cadence of my countdown, that is where we say the name of this following segment. Are okay. you ready, Liam? Yes. Are we good? Yes. Berdan good. are you in or what? It's okay if you don't want to. It's okay. I'm gonna I'm
2: gonna sit this one out, but I might yelp or something.
1: I
0: appreciate. it. Okay, that. that's fine. That's totally fine. This next segment, Bradan, is called "Wagon on, on track! track."
1: Wow, close enough. I don't even it's know how enough. that happened. Look, Bradan did
0: it so good. Hey, that hey, was great. Hey
2: there's there's always a delay with these things and so like is that what it gotta, is? Yeah, yeah, there's always like a like a like a, a couple millisecond delay and so right. you can never get it to like really line up um, <laughs> uh,
1: here's the thing Burdan's Ber- focus on shame has brought out my religiosity and I can say to you that <laughs> <laughs> that the cracks are where the light comes in, my man. <laughs> that's, what, that's what Jesus people always say when they make a terrible mistake. So there you go. Duly noted. Duly <laughs> noted. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So, so. Dan, would you like to go first, second, or third in your recounting of that which is either whack, bad, or on track, good?
2: Okay. I'll, you know what, I'll, I'll go first. Oh, yes. I, have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am I, I, just gonna dive dive right in, and I'm going to go my daily breakfast uh, since yes. the beginning <laughs> of lockdown, um, which is I I'm I'm a profoundly like lazy person by uh, by 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 character, um, <laughs> and I I've managed to. To make my own breakfast every day, like like a big boy, um, and, and so what I do is I take I take spam and like I cut up like a quarter of a can of spam into little cubes.
1: Yes, yes.
2: And I I fry that up in some butter, and then I put spinach in that, and then I take two to three eggs, depending on how awful of a human being I feel like being, and. I mix that in, I scramble it up, and then I I eat that, and I I, I hate myself a little bit, but <laughs> if this is the end of the world, um, you know, I I could see myself picking up cigarettes again or like some <laughs> other vice, but like I I don't I want to live without that, but I feel like I deserve this. Every day, right. Um, right. So,
0: so I'm going to say is, that that's on track. Um, is the spinach like the specter of like I don't understand <laughs> the place of spinach. The in this
1: specter is very good.
2: Uh, well, I I need to like I'm a 40 year old man, so I need to tell myself <laughs> that I'm doing something agree. agree good and healthy for me. So I need to throw in a I need to throw in a green. For
1: Dan, (laughs) can I just jump in here and say, you've actually inspired me. I'm going to try this because, uh, as you both know and our listeners know, unless we have new listeners, I've recently moved from the Pennsylvania area to the Chicagoland area. And one of my staples of life, not just for me, but for my whole family, is no longer available to me, me, and that is pork roll. They don't have pork roll out here. And I everything you're describing is what I would do with pork roll. And I've been like kind of lost without it. And then when you brought up this spam, I'm like, "Oh right, I like spam. I need to do this spam breakfast that Burdan's doing. We'll call it the Burdan breakfast. It's real good."
2: Yeah, totally. I mean, like, we—I have the same issue with pork roll up here and in New York, and it's—it's it's really a travesty. But we—we we do have spam everywhere, so take advantage. <laughs>
0: Is pork roll referred to as Taylor Ham where you are?
2: I don't know what the fuck Taylor Ham is, but I know what pork roll is. Good
1: answer. Uh, Good answer. T- t- yeah, Taylor yeah, Ham no, is just the Jersey me. version. It's it's just the Jersey. No, no,
0: no, Taylor. no. It's the Jersey divide where I believe South Jersey refers refers to it as Taylor Ham and North Jersey refers to it as pork roll. And uh, it's a thing. I'm not going to get into I it. I thought it
1: was the I other was way just, around because Taylor is a Tretton. They're a trenton company. It's trenton. Pork roll comes well, from Trenton. That's where that's the home of pork roll.
0: Man, we are just crossing so many lines. I don't know. I don't I know. I mean, Trenton makes
2: the world take.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I just would like to take it all the way out of here to Chicago.
0: Right? <laughs> or to or to uh to quote my my friend Ralph, Trenton blows and the world knows. That's oh, the other ooh. one. <laughs> uh, that's the other one.
1: Birdan, keep going or we'll get lost on more weird regional stuff that'll alienate half of our listeners.
0: Okay. <laughs>
2: So, so that was on track. Also on track, I did this week. I picked up the new George Romero novel. Um, that, oh, um, what he, it came out posthumously. Um, he was working on it for years before he died, and uh, one of the uh, one of the writers of uh, of uh, the the shape of uh, the shape of water uh, finished it up for him, and uh, it's called The Living Dead. And it's, uh, it's like, you know, 650, 700 pages. Um, and I ha- I'm only a little bit into it. But it inspired me to go through the Romero dead movies in sequential order according to that universe. So it's not in chronico- chronological order to when they came out. It is It's when the events in the film where it would be... Like in the movies, if that makes sense, right? So, like, I watched Night of the Living Dead, followed by Diary of the Dead, followed by Survival of the Dead, followed by Dawn of the Dead, the Dead ended up with Day of the Dead. And it makes, I mean, I, you, you know, the, the three later Romero Dead movies get a, a fairly justifiable. Uh, bad rep, they can be a, a little overt, uh, they, they they feel pretty rushed, but when you watch it in order like that, it really does kind of, like, play into this, like, the development of the living dead as, like, as they're as the ghouls are advancing and developing, like, cognitive skills, uh, like, learning to eat things other than, like, other than live human flesh uh, or human flesh, um, and like, you, you know, kind of learning to communicate and learning to reason. At the same time, like, humanity is completely not only like dying off, but devolving. Like, you know, the, the few people who are left are, uh, you know, emotionally and physically crumbling. And, uh, you know, it, of course rages on themes from like, you know, racism, uh, like tackles very much head on. Um, but then, you know, there's a whole lot of like, uh, anti-capitalist, uh, stances, uh, that, that are taken throughout it. So, uh, some of it, uh, more like some of it more directly Marxist than others. Um, and then there's like a tremendous amount of like, you know, anti-tribalism that's, uh, that, that's put in there throughout, which I, you know, I, like, I think is something that's pretty important is, you know, like this idea of like shattering, like both, like, both like physical borders and imaginary ones that are based on class. Um, right. And, uh, you know, uh, every time I sit with these movies, um, you know, I'm just, they, they resonate with me in a way that like nothing else like ever has, and probably ever will, Uh, you know, the idea of like, like something that looks like dying and then coming back, not just to like, Oh, you know, like, prey on my loved ones or like, you know, my, like my loved ones coming after me if I'm still alive, but this whole imprinted, um, you know, kind of like primordial, uh, like instinct that will take me to a mall, uh, or, <laughs> or, 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 you know, or, or something of, of that like is so unsettling. Um, cause like I, I can relate to it um right and um yeah man i I just i find i find romero to be like such a wonderful like humanist poet and uh right i'm really looking forward to like tearing into this book um so like so that's on track
1: i just you know dawn of the dead is like still one of my favorite horror movies of all time Mm -hmm. and it's so funny because and i think i bring this up because i think bird daniel relate to this a little bit horror can sometimes be like a hardcore punk in that admitting you like a classic is almost like admitting you're basic you know Mm -hmm. what i mean it's like admitting that you know (laughs) it's like when someone says like well my favorite hardcore record is like age of Quarrel, it's like yeah 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 okay i get it you know it's like (laughs) it's so much cooler to say well actually i like the unreleased Uh, you know, negative effects or, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's so cool to have some obscure whatever. So I think sometimes horror is like that when you're like, well, you know, Dawn of Dead is at least top five for me. There's a part of horror that's like, Oh really? Dawn of the Dead. Ooh, like you ha- like it's not obscure enough, and I hate that. I hate it so much yeah. because it's so obviously perfect. <laughs> you know what I mean? That like <laughs> the idea that I would let it go because it's so well known is like it's just not acceptable to me.
2: I, I mean, it's my number one movie of all time. Like with a full Yes. yes. Really? Like wow. A you know, big time, easily. And uh, like, you know, it's a two and a half hour long, like anti-capitalist epic with humor and more. Like what the yeah, fuck do you want? It's so good. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. And yeah, I like,
2: I, yeah, I, I mean, I know those like, you know, kind of like, you know, deep head, like, you know, like, like I like, like I, my favorite movie, the only shit that I really care about is like, you know, anthropophagus and like, you know, like, <sighs> When it comes to like Umberto Lenzi, like, you know, I only like, like, you know, Ghost House will really fucking like <laughs> knock your socks off and, uh, and like everything else sucks. Uh, I'm like, those people, like, you know, whatever. God, God bless you. We're, we're on the same team, but like, there's only so much of that shit that you can talk about. And like, some yeah. things are fucking classic because they're, like they're amazing. And I always feel like horror is at its best when it's an allegory to everyday life, you know, and where yeah. it spawns on mm. w- w- where it's going to like ad- advance a whole, a whole different conversation outside of like just that movie. Um, yeah. you know, yeah.
0: And like, you know,
2: again, that's like, kind of
0: what good art does though. Right. Like that's the whole point, you know, like, yeah. I mean, for all art. And, and like, that's the thing, right? Like, do you really want to talk to the dude whose favorite hardcore record is the fucking uh, Ottawa Jesuit split, really, in 2020? Like, that's what you want to talk about? Like, go fuck yourself, guy. That shit doesn't sound good. I mean, I- just saying, all. Just saying yeah i mean like uh the the, the the ottawa
2: side of the split is remarkable There's Tons of cool lord of the ring samples but real talk h quarrel is a better record
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean look I, I i i'm willing to to i'm willing to be like the guy who's like Killing Time is my favorite New York hardcore band, and that maybe is like not an obvious pick, and I could stick by it. But if someone wants to be like, "Yeah, but Age of Coral is an amazing record without which we wouldn't have a bunch of other stuff that we love," I'm not gonna argue that. That's fucking obvious. That's true. It's so true. You know what I mean? Like, uh, whatever. I don't want to. I don't want to get too hung up on this. But that was just. I, I love your love because we talked a little bit about this back. Oh, we didn't even talk about that yet. One thing we should admit before we go forward is that we started an episode with you sir in 2016 Ooh. and now we are <laughs> redoing that here in 2020 so back in 2016 one of the things that stuck out to me was we talked about your love for dawn of the dead and i was like oh man i knew i loved per for a reason because that's one of my favorite movies as well
2: it's the best and man like I, you know, like, I, okay, I, I get liking, you know, obscure cult shit. Like, Lord knows that I do. And, like, if you if you love horror, like, if you love hardcore, if you love, like, any kind of niche thing, you're going to want to go deeper and deeper to, like, scratch that itch. But, like, man, like, you're just fucking denying yourself if you, <laughs> like, like, if you take yourself too seriously and if you, like... Write off like, you know, these like wonderful films and records because you think that they're like fucking too pedestrian. Go fuck yourself. Like, right, right. You, like you sound like a really like annoying person to be around. So, <laughs> exactly.
1: Like, okay. Do you have more on track, sir?
2: Uh, uh no, we're living through a pandemic. Uh, so, oh, yeah, most well, you know, no, so. No, <laughs> no, it's uh, it, it's been on track spending every day with my partner and my dog Um, ever since this pandemic hit um, that that's been on track you know my father passed away early into the pandemic and he he lived close to here so I got to be around when that happened where I would have otherwise been on tour that's on track I've gotten to like you know really um, like kind of like laser focus in on my family in a way that I hadn't for most of my life, and especially not since I've been touring. And that is all on track. Uh, whack
0: is uh, the rest of the world.
1: Agree. <laughs> Noted. Josh, are, do you want to go next? Or do you want me to go?
0: Sure, I'll go. Um, on track. I just saw the live at ed- or the the Action Park documentary.
1: So night. good.
0: Did you guys go to Action Park back in the day?
1: Never.
2: I, w- I wasn't allowed. I uh, My father lived pretty close to there, and
0: that, that's kind of where he drew the line. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, I remember I went once with Bad Michael in, like, 1987, maybe, and I was, like, big young. I was, like, you know, in, like, fifth grade or something like that, and um, watching the documentary blew my mind, because I totally never went to the motor side, just stayed in the water side. And I remember, like, one, almost drowning in the wave pool. Right. Two, I remember, like, the taste of bashing my <laughs> face into the side of that uh, canyon ride yeah. where it's supposed to be, like, rapids. And I remember what that, that like, weird vinyl siding tastes like. Like, that was, like, the weirdly <laughs> nascent, like, sensory memory that happened watching that shit last night. And melanie was like, I don't believe you've been here. And I was like... Yeah, man, I totally remember what that shit tastes like. Like, I, you know, you ever get that weird, like, oh, yes, yeah, I remember. Never, the, oh, totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the documentary, I really enjoyed. I thought it was super fun. Um, I also uh, recently watched the movie Cellar Dweller, which I'd never seen. First time watch for me. And uh, I've been doing, you know, of course, Tis the Season. So I've been watching all these horror movies that I've never seen before. Uh, I saw um, Scream 2 the other day. Never saw that before.
1: What? Really? Mm.
0: Uh, <sighs> yeah, man. And I you saw know it what? in the
1: theaters when it came out. It is not good. It's
0: I... not the worst thing. I liked it, though. I'm fine
1: with it. I, yeah, did a, I did a thing with friend of the show Nick spotcheck for Cinepunks where we rewatched all the Scream movies. And I was so stoked because I saw every Scream movie in the theater when they came out and left every single one going, that was fucking great. I love Scream. I'm into it. Wes Craven is the man. I love all this shit. On rewatch, I didn't hate any of them, actually. But I didn't enjoy any of them either. I thought they were just too shrill for me. I don't know what it is, but they like... Great on my nerves a little bit. Okay, I
0: mean, Mm -hmm. hey, that's okay. You're allowed, man. I'd never seen any of the scream ones except for the first one, and so and again, Melani is like into this, so she like likes the scream movies. So she she was pumped watching it. Like it was a rewatch for her, but it was first time watch for me, and I was like, ah. Okay, so I'm, I'm looking forward to the rest of it. I'm going to watch the rest of it before Halloween, God willing. But we'll see. We'll see. I also watched Friday the 13th Part 2. Mm. I've only seen Friday the 13th. I think I saw the third one because it was in 3D. And then I saw when he went to New York. And then I saw when he went to space. I saw the space one only because of the head-smashing scene. And um, Part 2, not bad. I had fun. I can't like, believe whatever. you haven't watched that series, really. Yeah, no. Wow. I mean, I always like like I was always like a Nightmare on Elm Street fella. I was like the the Halloweens, you know what I mean? Like I never got into Friday like of the Holy trilogy or Trinity that I would call the Friday the Thirteenth franchise, the Halloween franchise, and the uh, and the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Like these were the three big ones as a kid. And for some reason, Friday the Thirteenth never did it for me. I don't I mean, know.
1: Wait a minute, but the Halloween franchise is. 1 and 3 and then I don't like any of those other movies.
0: Uh, yeah, but Halloween those are the ones two, that I
1: saw. Uh,
2: Halloween 2 is a, it, it stands up. I mean, it's it's, okay. it's basically yeah. it's the first one with like significantly more gore, you know. I think um, I get
1: distracted by Donald Pleasant's being actually drunk the whole movie <laughs> and just not keeping his shit together because I love him so much in the first one and mm. I just feel like he's such a mess in the second one. It kind of distracts me, but I certainly enjoy it a lot more than say 5.
0: Yeah, Fair. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, yeah. you know, you start traipsing into questionable territory post three. But I mean, like, eh, it was the franchise. It was the thing growing up like, oh, Michael Myers, like that shit's fucked up. So yeah, but uh, again, my point being of the three Friday the 13th was not one that I was like 100% in on. And I'm 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 correcting that, Liam. People can change, man. That's I a feel thing. you. I feel you. Yeah. Real time
2: I'm I'm not super into Friday the thirteenth either. Uh, I, I've I've always kind of found it to be like, you know, just kind of standard stock and slash. I'll watch it, but like oh, I don't love it.
1: Oh no, I would say it's the most overrated. I was just surprised that Josh hadn't seen them. Like I would Fair. straight up diss almost all of them. Uh <laughs> to a fan's face and be like no those are trash but i've seen all of them and some of them i really do enjoy like i think four is very good um there's parts of three i really like i the first one i ever saw was six and it like Mm -hmm. was how i got into gory movies it was like i think well i saw night run on street first but the first one that i got that like wasn't tricking my mom that she actually let me watch was six and I loved it, and she couldn't. She didn't know how bad it was, or she wouldn't let me watch it. But oh man, it's. I was like, oh, I actually love these gore because you know when I saw Nightmare on Elm Street in second grade, even though I talk about it a lot as like affecting me. I couldn't then as a second grader be like, "Let's go rent some more horror movies." Like that didn't happen. Like it was like a traumatic moment I couldn't recreate in my life, you know. Uh <laughs> it wasn't until although this is still bad. It, it was 4th grade when I saw Friday the 13th. So I guess I was still pretty young. <laughs> but but it, 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 there was an enjoyment level yeah. there. It wasn't there when I first was damaged by Nightmare on Elm Street. Failure, <laughs> <laughs>
2: failure. Fair enough. You, you. My, uh, Fair enough. My, my my first horror was uh my father showed me Phantasm when I was a little kid. Oh yeah! Uh, wow. uh, oh. uh, it, it was on PHL seventeen. I think it was my first movie. He was just like, whatever. He wanted to watch it, and uh, and it was on, uh, like on a Sunday afternoon. And it's been all downhill since then.
1: Oh man! <laughs> all right, Josh, do you have some more whacking on track for us?
0: I, I do. I've been listening to a couple things. Okay. Um, I've been listening to a record called Non Binary Place by an artist named Godford. I don't know anything about this person other than that uh, uh, <laughs> Steve Bush posted about it on Instagram. And uh, I tend to listen to a lot of the stuff that that dude likes because God I'm bless a it. big fan of that kind of music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. And it's like dancey. It's weird. It's non-binary, as the name says. And I really enjoy it. So I've been listening to that. I've been listening to um, a performer that I found through The Quietus, and uh, her name is Kelly Lee Owens, and the record is called Inner Song. It's a lot of other weird uh, electronic synthy stuff, but also just like kind of bizarre and soundtracky. I've been really into the new William Elliott Whitmore record called I'm With You. It has a little bit more instrumentation than um, the previous early stuff, but it's not bad like Radiant Death was. Like I think it's it's kind of a return to form for him. So I've been uh, really into that as well. And um, there was one... I've also been listening to a lot of Robin. You guys ever listen to Robin? Love Robin.
1: Love Robin. Oh,
0: my God. It's wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. And um, uh, there was a record called Wayfinding by an electronic artist named Christopher Bissonette that came out in September. And I just recently got to it and it is beautiful. It is elegiac. It is uh, just somber ambient music. And I really, I mean, like again, I'm not in a good place y'all. Like I'm not having a good time right now. I mean, I'm about to do, um, M- Melanie and I are going to be in the Phoenix, Arizona area for the next two months while I'm still unemployed and just Melani can work remote, so we're just not gonna. We're like fuck this winter shit that's coming up, and we're just gonna get away from the city. And that's coming up in two weeks. I'm gonna be leaving, but yeah, this this record has given me some comfort in this weird transitional period for me. So you know that's that's been really good. And um, whack is just the rest of uh, the rest of the world currently. So that's, I that's that. what I got.
1: Yeah, uh, I will yeah. go quickly because uh we got a lot of stuff to do still and it's already been an hour so (laughs) i want to i want to rush through here a little bit uh again i will echo my two people i'm recording with right now uh my whack is life that isn't uh podcasts or my family uh or you know most of my friends uh rough cut is pretty on point and then most other things in the world are pretty whack right now especially living in the chicagoland area our numbers are going up and the very uh, A fluent town that I have moved to, uh, formerly home of Tony Victory, I'm told, uh, is acting like nothing's wrong still. Uh, as the numbers go up and up and up in this part of the world, all these rich ass motherfuckers are out here being like, it's cool. And uh, it's most assuredly not cool. It's like very not cool. Uh, but whatever you know who cares uh, fuck me what do i know i wear sweatpants and i don't have a f- 401k so i can get fucked uh okay so some things that are on track uh a while ago and i forgot to mention it on our last recording i watched a documentary called feels good man has either one of you seen this oh yeah i've no. seen that it was really good it's about the gentleman who created pepe the frog uh, and about how his life spiraled out of control after Pepe became a racist meme, uh, much to his chagrin. Uh, and it really was also about the online culture that kind of moved Pepe from mild incel joke into full-on Nazi uh, spokesperson. Uh, and Jeez. it's it's very much about the internet and about being an artist and having your art get out of control and what you can do about it, but also about... Uh, the way that meme culture works and the way that propaganda works on the internet. And uh, I just found it really interesting. And, and um, you know, that, the the guy who is the subject of the film is a little frustrating in his naivete at certain points, but I also found him charming. And the original comic that Pepe comes from sounds pretty cool. I want to read it actually. So, uh, you know, yeah, feels good, man. If you get a chance, I recommend it to folks. Um, I also watched, uh, a new art film by well-known art auteur Adam Sandler called <laughs> Hubie Halloween. How mm-hmm. was it? It's actually pretty good. Uh, I, I will say it's not perfect, um, and it it's too long. Like, at, like, my thing with Adam Sandler is not just that he make stupid movies, some of which are like a real offense to movie making, but he also makes them very long and I don't understand that. I'm like, (laughs) get it, get in and get out. And this one, it's just a little too long for what it is. But unlike a lot of his more uh, modern films, it's, it's got funny parts. Um, And if, if I'm willing to take the parts that I hate as, me like if if you're willing to be in a space where you're like i'm laughing with the movie now i'm laughing at the movie now i'm laughing with the movie now i'm laughing at the movie it's kind of a good movie for that because as many jokes as there are that land which there are a surprising number more than not than in like adam sandler movies even of his like later still famous period uh it's funnier than like you know little nicky or some bullshit like that uh it still has some of the dumb things that he's uh decided to do as a as a later artist and uh whatever you know would i rather just for the record little nicky
0: is melani's favorite adam sandler movie and consequently probably her favorite movie and i am bound by love and honor to defend that movie all right uh, well, you, p- it is a rough you wash click. your mouth pick pick yeah, all right let's
1: say play. click then is that easier click <laughs> yeah that's fair that's all a right. lot more palatable Sorry. okay whatever it is continue it, with your story <laughs> doesn't matter the point being is that H- hubie halloween was a mindless thing to have on that i fell asleep during and i went back and watched the part i missed that's that's the kind <laughs> of movie it is, is i, I was will like, say- oh, i'll watch it later <laughs>
0: Adam Sandler is shooting a movie in the Philadelphia area now, of which Melania and I both applied to be in and were denied, which I'm okay with because, you know, i got a face for radio. But also, he purchased a guitar from Depinto Guitars, and that shit is an emblem of pride for me because those guitars are amazing.
1: I feel you. I feel you. Uh, I'm going to keep going. So uh, (laughs) I also watched a documentary called Welcome to Chechnya. I didn't get a chance to talk on the show about it. basically the opposite of hubie halloween in every way and that it's <laughs> perfect and depressing um if you're someone for whom finding out how horrible the world is is more triggering than it is helpful i would uh, avoid this movie at all costs because it is upsetting to its core but if you're someone who uh wants to see upsetting real life things so that you know about them and um uh, are willing to suffer that for a while i think this is worth it it doesn't feel at all exploitative and in fact it goes out of its way to hide the identity of people uh, and it's 100 percent about detailing the horrific conditions not just in chechnya but across russia that uh lgbtq people are facing and you know i cried more than once during it uh it's very Jeez. good Um, I also, speaking of crying, but, uh, perhaps less justifiably, uh, I finished the new season of Kipo in the land of wonder beasts. Uh, (laughs) for those of you who don't follow me on Twitter, Kipo is, I think my second favorite kid show I've watched with my daughter. It definitely falls into the category of she's not that into it, but I make her watch it with me and my wife. (laughs) She likes it. (laughs) She likes it, but she doesn't like it as much as like, you know uh my little pony or some shit like that. But she like puts up with it because me and mommy love it. And uh I cry during that too, but for entirely different reasons. Uh <laughs> and it's the last season. So it's only three seasons. I think it's worth investing in. Uh it's uh, under Netflix's like representation matters category which might turn people off as being like too corny political correct but it's actually just really beautiful it's got an amazing soundtrack it's really well written uh, I'm almost sad it's over even though it ends perfectly I could have done like six more seasons and been happy uh, you know it's just it's just an amazing show uh, And then I also watched uh, going in another entirely different direction uh, for Cinema Smorgasbord I watched a movie called Swallow. That I love. Oh, loved. yeah. I saw that at Film Fest. Love that so much. I felt like it was worth bringing it up again. You can hear my uh. in depth thoughts about it on uh, the latest episode of Cinema Smorgasbord. But uh, just to say, it's beautiful, it's upsetting, and it's not, I think p- some people might avoid it because they don't want to see something that seems like it could be body horror, you know, because it's about her swallowing random things. It could have been a body horror movie, but that's not what this is at all. It's no. a whole other social relationship thing. It's dark, but it also has uplifting moments and uh you know, if 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 you want something that really gets at the deep melancholy of human experience. Swallow is a good film for that. Put it put it right next <laughs> Interesting. to Put it right next to The Swerve as a real bummer of a movie that's worth watching.
2: I, I I'd read about it and I've been meaning to watch it. I thought it sounded um, a bit similar to uh, to maybe like In My Skin, uh, you know, which I love but which is a deep
1: bummer. No, it is. It is similar in that it is a deep, deep bummer. It is different in that it's much more about class and about human relationships, and about the it, it's not about her doing the swallowing, it's about the mental illness and the yeah. being discovered and the feeling of being trapped. Okay. Uh, and the notions
0: of like self determination in yeah, those contexts. Yeah. It's so good. I it's, saw it with Lucky Grandma. <laughs> oh,
1: wow.
0: <laughs> Which I think is really funny, but
1: yeah. Uh, Anyways, so that's everything for me. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Then we're going to come back in on this episode where we have each programmed our own imaginary horror marathon. Uh, and I'm excited to hear what you guys have programmed.
2: Oh, likewise. Yes. I, I I think that this is the hardest I've ever worked on anything in my entire life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel you on that. I definitely squeezed in four movies yesterday, not all of which I finished, but I just wanted to check in on some things to see if I still like them. Uh, and we're going to hear about that in a sec, so we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back.
0: Sick. All right, after the break. So <laughs> Yeah. are
1: back.
0: Woo! So, what is our topic of discussion today, Liam, even though you said it right before the break?
1: Well, for those of you who missed it, we have each decided to program our own 24-hour harathon give or take it's you know it's uh, some of us did the exact math and some didn't but uh, basically (laughs) a 24-hour harathon and it and that's a combo of things one is you know uh our our friend burdan here his original idea for the episode was to talk about our marathons for halloween for october i sorry all of october's halloween as far as i'm concerned uh and the reality is that i had not done the work of doing that i actually normally do have a list of what i'm trying to watch throughout the month and i just haven't been able to do that this year, and I thought, well, how can we get that same vibe, uh, that same sort of programming vibe, uh, but in something I could throw together <laughs> before we start doing the show? And uh, this horathon idea came to my mind. Now, uh, I've done this before for horror business with Justin, uh, but that was a Patreon exclusive, so that means only like five people heard it, and uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, it. it, it Honestly, I I liked my list, but I wanted to take another shot at it. Honestly, so that's I hope I don't know that I did a better job, but I did a different job, and that in and of itself was a lot of fun. Um, So we we've all picked movies. Some of us have picked trailers too, uh, and 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 Burdan I believe even put together clues for his movies. Uh, So in a way, can
0: we just talk for a minute though about the fact that like the most time I've ever spent with you, Burdan was mm. at Horathon yes. like yes. that is my main i mean like despite coming from the same scene and like you know kind of same locality i feel like the only way i truly know mike Bredan is through horathon specifically
2: i mean to to be fair i think that that's where like if you're going to see me in any kind of like social situation chances are like the only chance you'll get is horror i hate going out
1: uh <laughs> well and we focused on your music but you've written in a few places a little bit about horror movies and i remember your piece on you wrote something about horror soundtracks and the the sort of way that they've exploded into their own kind of new economy uh, or at least had at the time and that mm-hmm. went a little viral i saw that all over the place
2: that, that that got a little bit of traction. I, I, I made some friends, and I made some uh, some less than friends yes, there. Yes, uh, yes. I remember, re- like you know, Death Walls got pretty mad at me. Um, but it, you know, it was it was a few years ago, and now that that craze has kind of died down, um, and so I can, uh, I, I, I've I've chilled out on my ire towards like like hyper collectible soundtrack vinyl that like um you know hot topic kids are into i mean
1: i mean if you want to if you want to uh if you want to make up with death waltz i can negotiate that because i think the guy who runs that is like a big fan of rough cut uh or at least uh, he's definitely bought shirts from us and one time on like one of these like zoom calls we came up and someone like talked shit and he definitely defended us and i was like yeah that man knows what's up
2: Oh, that's I, I've heard I've heard that he's like super cool. Um, yeah, someone and, was like, and,
1: Oh, I bet they didn't get the rights to that shirt and he's like, Yeah, that's hardly the point. And I was like, Yes, thank you, sir. Yeah. Guy, and by the
2: way, those shirts are so good.
1: Bro, how come you even ordered have you ordered any? I don't feel like you've ordered any.
2: I have not ordered any shirts because if I have if I get any more shirts, my partner's gonna throw me out.
1: Well, here's the thing. You're a friend. Well, Justin won't listen to this, so I feel good saying it. I'll send you free shirts, man. Just let me know. Let me know what you need. Sick. (laughs) I really hope Justin isn't listening to this. No, he doesn't care. It's fine. Okay, well we, we should get started here because we I want to make sure we all have time to really like get into not just our what we program but why we programmed it. And we want to start with you, Berdan. Get us started. Tell us about where you're starting, the vibe you're setting, give us your clue, all that stuff.
2: Okay. So I wanted to start on like a kind of more jovial note. Um, kind of get people um, get people comfortable, get people smiling um you know like like don't go too hard right away so my clue is and this is at 12 noon clue is popular entry of an american franchise marking a tonal shift in the series
0: so Ah. do any of you guys have any guesses i'm gonna go nightmare on elm street 3 the dream warriors
1: huh i was gonna go halloween 3 season of the witch
2: well, it is Friday the 13th part 6.
1: Oh. Oh, oh man, that's so funny cuz I that was the other thing I was thinking about was like, oh, tonal shift, it could be when something gets silly and, uh, or at least goes in a different direction and that really works.
2: Yeah, cuz I mean, cuz part 5 was just like I part 5 is like a bad movie, but it, like, I mean, I like brutal movies for whatever it's worth, but like, it's nihilistic to a point
0: that's like even too much for me. So what's wait, but, which one is part six? Remind me of part. I don't
1: know if Jason I can lives. That's when he comes yeah. back from the dead.
0: Yeah. Oh. It's like the most comedic
2: one. Um, it's, uh, it, you know, it's like for what it's worth. Like, I I don't care for many, uh, many Friday the 13th movies, but I can watch part six and. You know, get a good giggle um, pretty often. How how he comes back is
0: like hilarious. Is this the one with like the dog piss or something? I don't know. Like or electric? I don't know which one. Yeah, this one is it.
2: this is the one where like Tommy Doyle, um, like like accidentally like like in a panic like shoves a lightning rod, uh, or, <laughs> or is it in effect turns into. Yeah, yeah, he 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 into Jason's corpse and. Right. Yeah, and, and then comes back when it gets hit by lightning. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it, 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 it's pretty cute.
1: I mean, it's definitely the one where uh, Jason uh, snaps a guy in full in half who's running. He literally like clotheslines him and this dude breaks in half. And like that, I, that was the first one I saw. And I thought, if this is what it is, I'm in. You're like, let's just do this. Like, that sounds great. I think if, if I, I can watch
2: part six and I can watch part four like those those two I think are like yeah. pretty aces the rest of it uh I can take or leave I never I'll never turn them off
1: but right yeah. I I really I really have an issue with seven it really bums me out I just think it's really boring but otherwise they're all kind of like background music sort of thing you know totally okay so like who's that. next good start let's go josh
0: Oh, is that how we're gonna do? We're gonna do round robin. Style. That's what
1: I, I already explained this to you before we started recording. I wasn't what listening going on to you. Right I
0: was I was petting my dog. Okay, ready. Um, so Saturday, twelve o'clock. We're all sitting in a theater that is not yet stinky. My thought is that my marathon is going to have an element of high camp. That's my jam. Ooh. So we're starting twelve o'clock with episode one of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, an episode called <laughs> Once Upon a Beginning.
1: You would start a movie marathon with TV. You really <laughs> yeah, would. Yeah. love it. Yeah. hmm
0: I, I love I, I the Garth Marenghi show. It's so fun. And like, imagine the tone that would be set with a half hour of us watching the first episode of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place.
1: No, I feel you, man. I, I think it's ridiculous, but I also am like, yeah, it's a good move, though. <laughs> oh, I... <laughs> so that's... I, I, i think it's great there you go there you go i got that i got your turn
0: all
1: right 12 noon i i'm similar to you Bradan. i want to start off kind of on a lighter note in some ways um i don't want to hit people hard right away i want something that's appealing but a lot of the um a lot of the things i think of as like kind of like big uh Broad appeal, horror movies are, are are also like not really setting the tone I want to set. And I also want to like mess with people's expectations. So I thought of something that I don't see a lot of on a lot of other horror marathons, because I am the kind of dude that like looks at what's playing other horror marathons. And in fact, I think this director Gets a certain amount of respect generally, but not as much at like horror things. Um, and I don't even know if this movie is thought of much as a horror movie. So in picking it, I think I'm kind of messing with people's like genre expectations. But I still think it fits pretty solidly. And that is uh, Brian De Palma's Body Double. Oh, very yeah. dark horse pick. I wanted something. I mean, first of all, it's a you know it it, it starts off with uh, a a certain kind of vibe that I think is kind of fitting. It's got the Hitchcock stuff going on. It's kind of sexy, but it certainly doesn't lack in violence. And so I don't know. I just thought that was kind of a fun place to start that is like good nature. Like I'm not hurting anyone, but it's also unexpected because I, I felt the pull to go really obvious, really popcorn, really like, let's go for the thing that everyone knows, like we know everyone likes. And I thought, well, but this is like, it's palatable in a really obvious way, but it's not something, like, I think a lot of people haven't seen it. It's not something I see a lot. If you're at a horror convention, you don't see a lot of body double t-shirts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just thought it was something that uh, would fit the bill if people were into it, but it wouldn't necessarily um, be, like, the most obvious thing. So, anyways, that's where I wanted to start. Body double. All right. Burdan, what's next? Okay. It's 1.46 p.m., second one.
2: <laughs> the clue is dystopian punk fan
0: favorite. Uh, dystopian. Oh, uh, um, let me think. The one with uh, Rona Mitra. Um, is it a newer movie? Not newer from the eighties. Oh, oh, uh, Bronx Warriors, 1990. I was going to go
1: class of 1984. Mm hmm.
0: Dead End driving, Oh! Uh, the John.
1: I love it. I go. love Brian Churchard Smith. He's, like, like, one of my favorite directors. I love that movie. Oh, man. Great choice. It,
2: it, it like, I... I it, it's so fun, and it has, has, like... It has such a, like... Such a light-hearted tone for, like... Like, what it, it is, in essence, like, a serious kind of subject about, like, you know, like... Corralling people, um, but it, like it's just it's so fun and it, it, like like the the tongue in cheek and uh, yeah I just love it. Jeez.
1: That is that is Jeez. a great that is a great choice. Uh, Josh, what's up for you? Second second feature. Well, so
0: so we started with Garth Marenghi. Once upon a beginning, super fun time. We follow that at twelve thirty with the nineteen ninety movie dark man i wanted to go something oh, fun oh. high camp and it's still kind of a horror movie but it's also like this is the crap pleasing popcorn movie to me like this is like the super fun time because you don't want to i mean like do you guys remember the very first 24-hour exhumed john were you I, there for that i one?
1: didn't go till the second i missed the first one oh uh, yeah, I, I, I went the to the first very one.
0: I was at the very first one, and they opened with Halloween on 35, and I just remembered the joy of sitting there with Evo and just, like, having this moment of, like, this is the greatest moment of my life, because, like, we didn't know what was going on. It was, like, right after I got kicked out of Belgost, so it was, like, all those dudes were there, and I was feeling, like, apprehensive, you know what I mean? Like, it was, like, that feeling. But then the just the Halloween, the opening sequence started, and it was so much fun, and so I wanted to recreate that idea of like, oh man, even though I've seen this a thousand times, this is gonna be the shit, cause my homies are here and we're having a time. Darkman, boom, Liam Neeson's in my face. That's what I wanted. That's what we're that's like the true start for my John. So that's what I got. Go I ahead, do, Liam.
1: I do think Darkman is an underrated 90s movie. Um, people don't think of it as a horror movie, but it is obviously it's certainly not a superhero movie you know
0: what i mean Oh, yeah, like, definitely. Like, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I, and, I and, you throw one burnt up face in there that shit's a horror movie yeah. man come on please
2: <laughs> i mean i think that's also like liam neeson at his like buggiest like that's yes. like that's like liam neeson going dennis hopper it's fucking uh. great
0: yeah, wonderful. They wonderful. they
1: actually played it at Harathon one time as like the last movie. And you know, Josh, like my Harathon thing is I'm there the whole time. And then 90% of the time, that last movie, I'm like, nah, I'm good, and I go home to go get sleep. You know, when I lived in Philly, at least. And uh that started Dark Band, and I was like, Well, guess I'm staying to the end this year. Like, I just <laughs> I had to watch it. I and I had never seen it in a big theater, I had never seen it on film. Um, I think I'd only seen it. Not on TV once, you know what I mean? Like that's such uh. a a cable movie that like sitting through it on film, it had that magic of being both familiar and surprising. You know what I mean? Like yes. oh, okay, I know this, but also, oh, yeah, I forgot that this happened. and oh, that's so crazy, you know, so good choice, good choice. Um, so for <laughs> my second, uh, I this is actually where I was thinking of Harthon, too. but I was thinking with Harthon, A lot of the horror films I went to, they usually play something second that is a little more chill. You know, it kind of uh, puts the brakes on a little bit, or it's something like uh, a little older. It's like a, it's a good spot number two where people still have a lot of energy. Uh, They're still invested. They're probably not going to leave on during the second movie. Uh, I also had set a goal for myself that I would have at least one black and white film. Um, and I don't like a lot of black and white films. So I didn't have a lot of choices, uh, at least in horror. I like a lot of black and white films uh, in other genres. But in horror, there's not a ton I could choose from. But I decided to go with something that's super obvious that's really like uh, a big sort of obvious choice. But that kind of felt like then I could be a little more experimental with some of my other choices throughout the night. And that is uh, The Creature from the Black Lagoon. Mm. Oh, I think it's a surprising one because I still find people who've never seen it, even if they know the creature. Uh, and, you know, one of the things we said for the marathon is you live in a fantasy world where you have access to prints of these things, which is like, you know, not really true. But if we did have a 3d print of creature from the black lagoon, I just think a 3d black and white film would be a fun way to like step into the rest of the day. Um, and you know, I'm often surprised by that movie. I, I think uh, you know there's a lot of love for Universal horror. I don't love all of it. There's some of it I love and some of it I don't. And Creature from the Black Lagoon still bangs. Like it's we just covered it on horror business and it it's still good and uh, it still has enough to think about where there's like stuff at sort of a metaphorical level, but it's mostly just like doing its thing and I like that too. So, I just thought, I've
0: never seen it still. Still. What?
1: Well, luckily yeah. for you, I have the Blu-ray. I've never seen it either. Oh my gosh, Whoa. you guys. I cannot recommend the 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 uh what's it called? Classic Monsters Blu-ray box set. It has all the Universal Monster Johns. Uh, And I watched it on there and it's never, I've never seen it look as good as it did on that Blu-ray. So uh, it also on that Blu-ray has Revenge of the Creature and The Creature Walks Among Us. Uh, and I also like the creature walks among us. I was gonna go with the creature walks among us, but I realized I was doing that thing I was complaining about earlier, Burdan, with music, where you go for the more obscure choice even though you want the obvious one. And I thought mm-hmm. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna go for the crackdown demo. I'm not gonna choose the crackdown demo. I'm gonna go for fucking Age of Quirrel, creature from the Black Lagoon. Shit's awesome, and you're gonna like it. You did good. I I, I think
2: there's a place for like the hyper obscure stuff in, or or the deeper. Cut uh in a franchise when it comes to like later in the night. I agree, I agree. Not 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 for a second choice. You did good.
1: Well, let's hear about your number three here, Bernan.
2: Okay, number three. It's three eighteen PM. A clue. Entertaining surrealist monster movie from the sixties.
0: Oh. Surrealist. You kinda lost me with surrealist. Um from the sixties, you say? From the sixties, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Okay,
2: Liam, you you got anything?
0: No, I got nothing.
2: The Vampire Doll,
1: never seen Whoa, it. Don't even never know seen
2: it. it. Yeah, I don't okay. know what that is. It is. Uh, it, uh, it's a uh, it's a Japanese uh, movie. I think it was sixty uh, one, and it's uh, it's part of a, a trilogy um, with a uh, with uh, Lake of Dracula and uh, God, I'm forgetting the, uh, uh, the third movie, uh, but, uh, but it, it's really quite beautiful. And uh, it's, Oh, the evil of Dracula. And like, none of these have anything really to do with Dracula. There's just like uh, strange Japanese. If you know that aesthetic, especially from the sixties, Um, it's a lot of, you know, things appearing, uh, it's a lot of beautiful colors. It gets very quiet at moments. Um, and it's, well, I I think pretty wonderful.
1: I
0: love that. Duly
1: noted. I want to see it now. Yeah, I'm going to make an effort to find it. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: It's, uh, it's floating around out there. So, um, yeah, very much worth your time. It's also short as hell, which is like the, a real How reason that it? I picked it. One hour and eleven minutes. So I appreciate I picked, that. Yeah. So by doing this, like you give people a little bit of, of of a break. It's still fun. It's still engaging. It's not as like you know as kind of like wild as like you know, like let's say like Hassu or something like that would be. Mm. Uh, but it still follows in that in that aesthetic. Um it's uh it's great. Um
0: yeah, very very much worth your time. Mm. All right. All very right, good. Josh. Good Number
1: 3, what are you doing?
0: Number 3. Uh here's my curveball, y'all. It's a little movie called Color Out of Space because what film festival is complete without an appearance by our man Nick Cage. Now i love that she went for a know. new
1: movie i love that
0: yeah 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 and I, it's not even my favorite new movie but I, I liked it it was fun and uh Nick Cage is pretty bugged out in this john so I was like yo man imagine going from Dark man to 2 p.m color out of space so that's that was my number three selection so we're oh, at two you- o'clock
1: you're also so much further or so much earlier in the day. Cause you picked that show first. So like, I'm yeah. already like looking at four and you're like, yo, I got time to play with. Uh, yeah, yeah I liked, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I liked of space. I think actually, uh, I think actually, uh, it's funny because it's a Lovecraft adaptation that wasn't mm-hmm. as Lovecraftian as I thought it would be, but yeah. I still really enjoyed it. It still I, has
0: Cronenberg elements too. So it's like still body horror. You know? Yeah, I I really like Color Out of Space. I I
2: liked it more than you know the other other adaptations of of that story that I've seen. You oh know, sure, like, like the like the curse. Um, I think it's I I think it's great. I think it's really fun to look at. I think it's it's like you know Richard Stanley very yeah. much kind of on top of his game. Uh, it it's cool. Yeah. I agree.
1: I agree. So Woo! for my for my number three, I was thinking, okay. So I started with the Palma; it's very glossy and new. Then I switched lanes to something like fifty sci-fi ish. So I thought, you know, I I gotta go. I gotta hit him with uh with some folk horror. I gotta go with a folk Ooh. folk horror route. I went with the Blood on Satan's Claw. Uh, Ooh, good I think, one. I think uh, I think four o'clock is a good time to be starting to feel a little uncomfortable. And I think that movie is not quite terrifying or anything, but it definitely is uncomfortable at times. Uh, I think it's mostly well-known, but it's not hugely well-known. And I don't know. I just feel like uh, for my taste... I need something with like a classic feel in any marathon, uh, so that was that's my that that was sort of my, my go to on that one. Um, I had some other things in mind too, like I I, I cycled through a few Tygon and a few uh, Hammer Johns on there, but I decided to go with Blood on Satan's Claw. Cool,
2: cool. yeah, Good I choice. think that's great.
1: All right, what's up, Dan yeah. All
2: right, so 4:29, we're gonna have a 15 minute trailer break, and we're gonna do like. Sixty like 60s stuff, on, uh American International, Amicus, Hammer, that's cool. So everybody goes to the bathroom, whatever. Uh, yes. do, do your Everyone. thing, you run to Wawa, it's cool. Um, <laughs> so then at 4.44 we have movie number four. The clue's going to be mean-spirited supernatural horror from a controversial director.
0: Oh. Supernatural horror from a you're not going Jeepers Creepers on me, are you? Not no, that controversial. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm I was about go, to say.
1: I'm gonna say uh Rosemary's baby. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Nope.
1: Josh, you got a okay. guess?
0: Nope. I Okay. I, I mean Jeepers Creepers might have been my guess if uh Stop. If That's terrible.
1: Tar- Come on. Come on. Well
0: you said yeah. controversial. I, mean, I don't know. The, I mean that
2: that would have been controversial. Both of those would have been controversial. This one the sentinel oh okay okay yeah the sentinel oh. I, I mean it has like michael winner is objectively a bad person who is on record saying that if you were a politician that he would be a little to the right of hitler um but you know so, somehow never really got in uh in in that much shit uh you know, like you can see from like the Death Wish movies, uh, where oh, yeah. politics, oh are. yeah, oh um, yeah, and when it comes to the Sentinel. Like, yeah, there are some like beautiful set pieces. It's got like a really, um, it, it, it's got a really like a really good flow to it. But then, you know, the portal to hell gets opened, and you know, not I, I, don't, I don't give a shit about spoiling this. So um, no, it's too. You know, it's it's <laughs> yeah. been long enough. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, he 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 uses people with real disabilities uh, in in this scene who are supposed to be demons, and they're just disabled people. And it is so like it's so um, exploitative and and gross. But like at the same time, like the movie's effective and like. Yeah, I'm asking you to kind of like wrestle with something very uncomfortable. Uh, I'm. I also wrestled with programming this one. I, uh, I, you know, I, like I'm. I'm starting to think maybe I shouldn't
1: have picked this one. But um, no, no. You know, I, I, <laughs> I, it it I, is. I've seen it. I think I own the Blu-ray. I think it's a good choice. I get it. Like, uh, you know, dude sucks. Um, I it's funny because I have a controversial pick later that isn't about the director, but I don't know how people are going to respond to the movie, so we'll see what happens when we get to it.
2: Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, so all right, Josh.
0: Interesting. Okay, um,
1: it, Josh.
2: so
0: we just got through Color Out of Space, we're at four o'clock right now in my, use, and uh, we go into episode two of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place entitled <laughs> Hell Half Fury. It's the episode where uh, the, the female doctor, Liz, finds out, or everyone finds out that she has telekinetic powers.
1: Yes, <laughs> it's so I that
0: good. So, we're, I'm going to give, because, like, okay, so my plan was, with my movie marathon, we're going to watch all six episodes of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. So, that's kind of like the interstitial. You're allowed to take your pee break during that, because, you know, right, some people don't right. give a shit about no Garth Marenghi. I'm okay with that. So, it'll be Garth Marenghi at four, followed by at 4.30... The Craft,
1: ooh, nineteen ninety
0: six. The Craft, wow. witches. Yeah, yeah, that's what's happening. a Balk, baby. That's what I want.
1: So fun. I love that, and so I love that time. for for the for the culture of horror marathons. You keep doing these dark picks, like these things that people wouldn't expect. But I love that, and I love The Craft. I mean, it's kind of like for a certain segment of folks. Like, obviously, people love The Craft, but I think uh, I think it's among like horror obsessive people i don't know if it always gets the respect it should i love that movie
0: yeah well i mean you know we need a little rachel true in there too so come on man that's that's why that's there because i I love the movie and i love the people in the movie and it's a fun movie so you know i don't think i've watched
2: it since it came out uh like 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 since it came out on vhs the first time around so i feel like i need to revisit
0: Notoriously, it's the only movie where I made out with a person while watching it in the theater. Just saying. In my life. In the 42 years that I've existed. That's oh, the only wow. time. We're
1: yeah. yeah, my, yeah. My, my Mine for that is Titanic. I got a handy <laughs> Even during Titanic. scarier
0: than The Craft. Even scarier than The Craft. You just made me do a spit take with my water.
1: I love that. Yep. Okay, here we go. 6 p.m. for me. Uh, So I think 6 is when a bunch of people are probably going to be like, yo, I I need to go get some dinner. I got to eat something. I need a break. So I decided to go with something that I love, but I think uh, is a little underrated and some people might want to skip. They might not be as stoked on. And I also wanted to switch sort of time periods, you know, like... Uh, I, I wanted to go somewhere and, and I wanted something that to me felt very 90s in, in a very 90s way. And so I went with Hardware from the director Whoa. of Colorado Space.
0: Yeah. There you I, go. I I
1: think it's con- I think it's it's not controversial but it's not it's a little bit splitting. I don't know that everybody loves hardware, but I thought, well that's fine if you don't love hardware, go get something to eat. Like now's a good time for that. Then you'll be strapped in mm. for what's next, whatever whatever, but it'll make me happy because I love that movie and I think it's
2: Very really, polarizing yeah. choice. It's so good.
1: Yeah, 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 I yeah. love And it. Yeah. and I really wanted to make sure I had something I didn't want to get, I could definitely do a, a one of these marathons that's all 70s movies because Josh knows that's like kind of like 70s and some 80s is like my favorite horror. And I thought, well, that's just boring. Like I want to force myself. So literally in this 6 p.m. slot, I wrote something 90s. That's what I was going to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> I had a, I had a thing for each slot and this was just something from the 90s. And I was like, what's from the 90s? Ugh. And hardware just came to me and I was like, that's what I got to do. So, all right, let's keep going here. What's up, Burdan?
2: Okay, so it's now six sixteen p m You're a little bummed out from the Sentinel. You're feeling kind of <laughs> unsure about the world um so I'm going to pick a highly entertaining satirical creature feature. That's your clue highly entertaining satirical, satirical creature feature
0: hmm. uh,
1: You know I'm really bad at this at every hearthon like I've never gotten any right ever.
0: I love that this is your thing, though, Verdan. This is so much fun. Um, I can't uh, entertaining creature feature. Satirical though. Uh, demons,
1: gremlins 2. I ah! love that. I love that. Yeah, gremlins that is such a, a good a shift. Bash. Yeah, <laughs> it's so bring, great.
0: Br- bring
2: you bring you back to the world with like something that's like doesn't take itself too seriously is you know meta and self-referential uh and like it just plays on like all like like all of these like you know kind of warped ideas about capitalism
0: and like, it's just fucking yes. fun
1: it's great i love it yeah yeah yeah. dope dope good call good oh, call man. man i love that too Is like it's a shifting gears and it's like a fun movie like I can see people being like, Oh, gremlins 2, I don't need to watch that right now. Like I'll go take a break. But I think a lot of people will be like, Oh man, I'm going to get something to eat real quick, bring it back into the theater and be rude to everyone so that I can watch gremlins 2. And I totally support that. You know, like gremlins was like
2: my favorite movie when I was a little kid and I saw gremlins Two the day that it came out. And like, I I remember bringing my little gizmo doll with me. I'm fucking nine years old. And being so disappointed Um, (laughs) and I and I didn't I didn't revisit it until maybe maybe two months ago Um, I like I just recently rewatched and you know I gave it five stars on Letterboxd I, (laughs) I I absolutely love this movie and it's going to be like pretty much an anytime movie for me from this point on
0: I, I-, I will admit that I rewatched it when I saw the Key and Peel sketch about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, this shit is amazing. Oh, God, so good.
1: I mean, I've had many arguments with friend of the show, Joe Yannick, who insists that it's far superior to the original Gremlins. And while I refuse to give him that point, I have rewatched it now quite a few times. And it is very good. I liked it when I was a kid, too, but I appreciate it more now as an adult than I did as a kid. As a kid, I think I just liked it because I just wanted more Gremlins in my life, you know? It's. I mean, it's a
2: completely different beast from the uh, from the original. Like the first one's yeah. like, the first one's a kids movie with like you know, w- with creatures in it. Uh, it's very straightforward. Second one's a lot funnier and
0: a lot more cerebral. Uh, it's a tight flick.
1: Yeah, man. I think it's a good choice. Josh, what's next for you?
0: So at six o'clock, much like you, Liam, I'm thinking people are hungry. We just saw the craft. Everyone's too tired from cheering. So this is where we do our <laughs> dinner break. Which is an hour of '80s horror trailers because that's always fun, and uh, you know it's like all the ones like the the hits, the Nightmare on Elm Streets, and all this other stuff. And then at seven o'clock, we follow that up with episode three of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place: Skipper the Eye Child, where Garth, where Garth Marenghi finds the child in Dark Place Hospital that's just a gigantic eyeball. (laughs) Yeah. and then he tries to run away with it and raise it as his own because his child that was half-praying mantis died. <laughs> so good! So good. <laughs> so yeah, hour of trailers for dinner followed by Garth Marenghi's Dark Place Episode 3, Skipper the Eye Child.
1: Do you want to hold off on your next movie to the next round? Yeah. All right, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> you uh, Both of you guys did more fun things than me. I only have one fun thing. And uh, now I feel bad about that. Okay. Oh, don't don't worry. I got some I got some less <laughs> less fun things coming up. <laughs> All right. So, after hardware, I assume a lot of people will be back. I want to do something that I think is kind of a crowd pleaser, and because of our guest on this episode, I revisited and reminded myself how much I love Dario Argento's Tenebrae. Uh, what
0: a wonderful uh, flick. So good. So good. I just was
1: like, this is this is where I want to go. I want, uh, you know, every marathon. I want that one movie that no matter what a curmudgeon you are, if you tell me, well, there was nothing good and you include that movie, I'm going to say, well, fuck you. You have bad taste tenebrae is that movie for me like it is the one movie i mean i think everything i picked was good but it's the one movie that i'm like everyone likes this movie right like you can't say you don't like this movie and i'm gonna take you seriously so tenebrae (laughs) is my is my sort of a fastball pitch of the marathon
2: yeah i mean i can see people saying that they don't like it if they like if they don't like mean movies it's like if you like if you like your horror like a little bit like a little bit campier or a little like lighter, like lighthearted, then I can see it just being such a, being a bummer. So like, it, but like you can't aesthetically be like, this is a bad movie. Like there's nothing. Mm. It's, it's beautiful. It's shocking. Uh, it, it is like objectively a good movie. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I it, that's my favorite Argento movie.
1: That's awesome. That's yeah. A I'm a movie. big fan. All right. Burdan, what's next? All right, so it's
2: eight oh three PM. Um, everybody is in a pretty good mood now after um, after seeing Gremlins two, and I want to kind of keep up with that. So I'm going to pull out. The clue is classic Living Dead action film.
0: Uh, Army of, of Darkness. Nope. Mm. Day of the Dead. Nope. Nope. Okay. Okay.
2: We're we're gonna keep with the good mood here. Nightmare City.
1: Uh, Ah,
0: yeah, so fun. I remember that was one of the first movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Love that
2: shit. Zombies with guns, man. It's it is it is such a blast.
1: I almost put it at my midnight. Shit on their face. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was going to be my midnight slot movie, and I ended up doing something else which isn't as good, but is more weird. Uh, but I really, mm-hmm. I was, that was on my list. I was like, Ooh, am I going to do this? And I'm so glad you picked it. Here's the <laughs> awesome. thing though. Are they zombies or are they just sick people?
0: Who knows?
1: I, I don't think, I don't think Lindsay
2: knew like, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently Tom, Tom Saviti has been threatening to remake it for a few years and, uh, I'm curious to see what he would do with
0: it. Um, I'm we'll sorry, see. I'd watch that in a heartbeat, 100%. Yeah, of course, me too. I'd watch it. Yeah, 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 that's a thing. <laughs> All right. Okay, so my turn. So now we are at 7.30. You've carved up from your dinner, probably had a couple, maybe a hog from the wild whizzle, from the wizzle dizzle um, And then we just did the the dinner break in Garth Marenghi. I'm, I'm, I'm challenging you cerebrally now, and I'm bringing you to another dark horse pick. 2018, La Casa Lobo, The Wolf House. Don't know if it's a horror movie or not, but it definitely left me feeling fucked up. So that, in my book, counts as a horror movie. So that's what I'm putting on at 7.30. At a tight one hour and 15 minutes, it's just enough of a challenge that if you watch it, you have to participate in the viewing, but also it's gorgeous it's one of my most favorite movies of, of 2018 i love it Casalobo, the wolf house
1: Ooh, i've never seen it i legitimately oh. have never even heard of it
0: oh it, it's it's a allegory of um i can't even do it any justice but it's a full room installation um, stop animated movie, much like a Brothers Quay on Spangmeyer, which Liam knows like that's like my shit. Like I love that stuff, but yeah. it's about um, people hiding in a house during a Nazi occupation in I think in Argentina. It's unbelievably haunting. It's fucked up, but my goodness, what a movie! It's lovely, uh, Liam. It's on our Plex server. So, yeah, yeah. You
1: know, I, I'm remembering now that you recommended it and I haven't had a chance to watch it yet.
0: It is wholly artistic and an undertaking whose um, overarching narrative is fucking terrifying, but wrapped in such beautiful casing that uh, when you see it, you're just split right down the middle of both the sensation of dread and the sensation of admiration for the artistry that it took to make this movie. Highly recommended if you haven't seen it, La Casa Lobo seven o'clock or seven thirty movie, because Joey kind of likes you but also wants you to think a little bit. So that's where we're going. No, I make think that's a happen. good spot. Yeah, that's great, dude. You gotta Braden. I think you'd love it, dude. It's fucked up. It's so good though. It's just there's a part where the characters are singing, and it's terrifying. I have no words for it. It's just lovely. You know, it's I, it's so good.
2: I'm in. I'm in. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna do it. Do it, maybe today.
0: I love
1: Dude, that. You deserve it. Yeah. Cool. Go ahead, So Liam. For my next movie, I would. You know, let's say I'm inspired by Josh here in that I didn't want to just do old movies. I committed to doing at least one movie that was relatively newer. Uh, not this year per se, but like in the last couple of years, because you know we don't usually do that. I don't see that a lot for marathons. Um, and i thought well this will be a stretch for me to think of something and i decided to go with uh the autopsy of jane doe
0: oh Uh, that is a
1: i thought a it's getting later in the night it's around now where some people might be starting to feel a little sleepy and what i like about jane doe is that it starts off as a slow burn and then it ramps up to just upsetting just next level upsetting so i thought that would be a good vibe to sort of set and kind of move us into the into the wee hours of the night
0: love
2: man into that big time
1: yeah, and it's also one of the few. I, I get that there's a lot of newer horror that doesn't always vibe with people, but that's one of those that I'm willing to go to bat for and be like, I think most people would dig this, and I think this is this is sort of something I think the audience could be into. And my my next one is kind of a dark horse, so I thought this would be a good kind of palette thing that would get me into the next movie pretty easy. So, Same. anyways, uh, and and I just found it upsetting. It's an upsetting movie. It's like legitimately, <laughs> it, is. it really just yeah, got under my skin. So. All right, Burdan, what's next for you?
2: All right, so we're going to do this a little later in the night than we might at other horror but at 9.35, that's where I put my dinner break. So you're going to have oh. a half hour, half hour of 70s American exploitation trailers. And go out, grab a coffee. You're going to need the coffee because at 10.05, we have, the clue is, critically acclaimed meditative shocker.
0: Oh, um any guesses meditative shocker a um mm-hmm. patrick the movie patrick the uh the one the coma mm-hmm. one
1: whoa wow no. that's so mm-hmm. random that was that's that's yeah. so random
0: i don't know no. why i thought that but when i heard of a meditative horror that's what i thought of so i don't, I, know yeah, if that's I an don't an have a, of i myself don't have a or guess. whatever but
1: yeah i don't got anything don't look now
0: oh we just talked about that recently yeah 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 well not on the show i think me and liam talked about it but yeah 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 it's i mean
2: it's beautiful it's a little slow so if you're tired that's why i kind of wanted it after dinner break like it like if you're tired you will hopefully gotten to like move around a bit and you know kind of kind of do your thing i wanted like one thing that was like 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 considered across the board highbrow in here. And that, I that's agree. going to be the one.
1: I always think of Man. that too. I always want one highbrow thing. And that is on the list of things that, that I just think it's amazing. I just think it's a really amazing movie. It's beautiful.
0: Yeah, yeah it's great. Jeez.
1: Plus, you know, possibility <laughs> of unsimulated sex. So there you go. Yeah. Ooh, that that's...
0: sex sequence in that movie is so brutal and realistic. Oy. It's intense. It's intense it's true but good movie good choice great movie. all right josh what's next right. for you so now we just watched the uh allegory about fascism that's here to bum you out and to bring it back to at least somewhere closer to the center i'm hitting you at nine o'clock with little joe piscopo dead heat 1988 yeah, that's great because you know you got to bring it back man you got to bring it back at nine o'clock everybody's like whoa did we just like examine the nature of of observation in, in, uh, in a fascist regime? It's bummer. And then I'm bringing you back to dead heat because Treat Williams and Joe Piscopo, that shit is sure to put a smile on anybody's face, especially after I brought you down. So boom. There you go. 9
1: p.m. slot. I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. Super fun. Go ahead. I can't believe you're still in 9 p.m. My next movie is in the midnight slot. I am like <laughs> chugging ahead. And I don't understand why or how, but that's where I'm at. <laughs> uh, I think just because I just did it by two-hour, you know, sections. So whatever, it is what it is. Uh, okay. So my midnight slot is uh, one of the other things I decided. I mean, I decided a lot of things before I did my list, and one of the things I decided was I never do when I when I think about a list like this, I never think of like low-budget horror stuff, uh, and even though I like a lot of it. I just don't think of it as the sort of thing I want to share with people, and I was thinking about, Josh, how we still have that episode to return to with a friend of the show, Doug Tilly, so I was like, well, what's something that you know would make me think of Doug, and uh, I decided to go with The Dead Next Door. Oh, oh dark horse
0: uh, pick. A Blu-ray
1: that features commentary by Doug Tilly.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You should play it with the commentary going. <laughs> yeah, just because it's
1: Doug Tilly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Dead Next Door. Uh here's the thing about Dead Next Door. It is high on my list of entertaining shot on video like i don't always watch shot on video horror for entertainment value you know Mm. or or if it's entertaining it's entertaining the way like boarding house is entertaining you know like in it's just ridiculousness dead next door is pretty solid it's stupid in a lot of ways but it's solidly entertaining for me all the way through and it has some like just stupid over-the-top gore just ridiculous gore and i love that and i feel like i have not had that most of the the marathon up until this point so i guess tenebrae is pretty gory but it's not dumb dead next door really pushes into that dumb gore that i think is like really fun and 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 a good time so uh that that was my my sort of turnover into the into the into the the time when most people are going to start falling asleep
2: good call fair
1: berdan what's next for
2: you sir Alright, so next we're at eleven fifty-five PM, time for the eighth Jeez. movie, which is the clue. Stylistically influential gothic horror set in space.
0: Uh event horizon.
1: Nope. No, come on.
0: Uh, I mean, you know
1: okay. set in space. I've... The only horror I can think of set in space that's influential is Alien, and I don't think it's Alien. Uh oh, uh Planet of the Vampires. Yep, you got it. Yeah, oh, that's babe, it. you Planet did it. Mario Baba. Mario bava, <laughs> yep. Mario bava.
2: <laughs> No. Yep, you told Yes Yeah, you you that that that's it and you yeah, you know, like they like that movie set the template for Alien and like in like oh like yeah the, the alien sequel. when
1: the when the space vampires come out of their uh come out of their shallow graves on the planet it mm-hmm. is I've never I don't know if I've ever seen anything that viscerally haunting in a sci fi movie before you know yeah. what I mean
2: it, it it it's true and I mean you know for for what it is it's still like it's beautiful but it's also kind of campy enough uh, that. I th- I think that it can, like, it'll captivate like people who just kind of want to have fun, who like aren't taking this like too seriously, but also like deeper heads will dig. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. So yeah that that
0: that's my eleven fifty five the midnight pick. Nice. Nice. All right for me now we just finished dead heat, it's ten thirty at night. We're going with Garth Marenghi's Dark Place episode four. The Apes of Wrath, the episode wherein one of the doctors poisons the water at um, at Dark Place Hospital and everyone starts turning into an ape. And uh, so that's a 1030, another pee break, really. And uh, if you you know need a little palate cleanser after dead heat, too much fun, because at 11 o'clock after Garth Marenghi's Dark Place Episode 4, we're moving into a 2000 movie by, again, one of my heroes, Mr. Jans Svankmeyer, a movie called... Otisonic because by this Ooh, time people yes. are getting tired you know what I mean like it's 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 time for at this point this is where for me movies start to get a little ethereal whether or not they are so little otic where you know tree tree root in place of a baby that then starts eating people and stuff and stop animation from the Czech Republic fucking love this movie a little long two hours and twelve minutes but at this hour people are falling asleep so hey let's do it you know what I'm saying
1: man josh, i love how josh is like all over the you are so all over the place with your choices and i love it
0: yeah
2: Dude, it's bonkers that's my, that's it's so
0: fun so <laughs> it's such a good movie
1: so for my 2 a.m spot i wanted to do something that was uncomfortable where people would feel like maybe they shouldn't be watching it you know, that like is a little weird. And and I could have gone super extreme with that. I could have gone super light with that. I briefly considered possession. I briefly oh. considered in a glass cage. Uh, but what I ended up going with was something. Basically, I watched a bunch of things that were either I hadn't watched in a while or were totally new to me. And I thought, I want to include one of these things I just saw that I had never seen before that I like this year was a discovery for me uh and, and but it's still uncomfortable so i went with uh dare fan
2: oh never saw it No, what a great movie
1: it is awesome yeah, uh yeah. it is i'm asking a lot of the audience because it's a lot of very young nudity uh and it is a film in which a fan uh i know josh you haven't seen it but i'm just going to spoil it anyway uh, uh <laughs> most of the movie is just a fan is obsessed with this uh, star and it's just her diary of her trying to like do everything she can to meet this guy. And then she meets him and they sleep together and then he just is going to leave her there and she doesn't want to put up with that. So she kills him and eats him.
0: Whoa. I got to see this movie. The transition,
1: the transition from not a horror movie to a horror movie is so seamless but also disturbing that I thought this is perfect because people will probably fall asleep during all the chill parts and then wake mm-hmm. up when she's like cutting him up and making soup out of him. And I just thought that was magic. <laughs> and so yeah. I, I I was like, again, not that the other choices wouldn't have been good in this spot too, but I, I felt, thought this would be really great. And it's something that I just discovered. And I wanted to include at least one, if not two things that were like new to me in the marathon. So the, uh, the kill fan. scene
2: itself is like really shocking too. I uh, Oh I yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's one of like the better bludgeons that uh, I think I've ever seen. Yeah, it's <laughs> well, it's it's, it's a it's,
1: cool. it's a real reminder that if you're gonna bludgeon someone, you probably want to avoid something that has a point to it. Yes, because the, the look on her face is like, "Oops!" Like,
0: <laughs> it's oh, definitely God, an it's act so of
1: emotion and not one of intention.
0: <laughs> it's very All right, good, Bredan, it's What, it's what very do you good got, Bradden?
2: Completely, completely, yeah. Okay, getting a little late now. one twenty-five a.m. Time to kind of bring it up a notch after, uh, you know, might have gotten a little quiet with Planet of the Vampires. So we're going to pick the clue. Horror comedy sequel, not nearly as well-received as its predecessor.
0: Uh, horror comedy sequel? Um... I don't know. I got nothing. Hold on, hold on. I'm yeah. thinking.
1: I'm thinking. How about Return of the Living Dead Two? Nope. Ah. How- Howling Two. Oh, oh. <laughs> very oh, dark <laughs> We've got
2: <laughs> yeah, we've got Christopher Lee. We've got werewolf orgies. We've got like th- th- this band that just kind of like pops up playing the same song, which is like a real kind of cool song uh, in some. <laughs> like random check club uh it's it's a good time of
1: the night for it too because this is like the same thing with mine i this is the point where i want to start testing people's resolve and that's one of those movies that some people really hate so you're really pushing like are you going to be able to sit through this or not you know
2: yeah i personally (laughs) i love it but i i i understand the uh the general disdain for it so
1: yeah howling
2: too I love a that. whole lot, Choice. a whole lot of a uh, whole lot of Sybil Danning's boobs too. So oh
1: yeah, oh also yeah, it's a little bit horny, but in an awkward way, and I love that. <laughs> I love that. This is the slot for that where people are like, oh, I really don't want to get a boner in my pajama pants here at the
2: marathon. <laughs> <Horror Pod." laughs> Amazing, it, it's so fun. All right, Josh, what you got?
0: All right, uh, so we just watched Little Odic. It's 1.30 in the morning now. And now we start a very dark horse pick for me, Crimson Peak by Guillermo del Toro, because you know what? We're in that weird dream state right now, and shit's weird. You're sitting in a room. It probably smells bad. There's a lot of heavy metal t-shirts around. I'm going Crimson Peak because that movie, though unheralded... like I know people universally didn't enjoy it as much. but um, I had it it was probably the most ethereal uh Guillermo del Toro movie for me that wasn't so like, you know, Pan's Labyrinthy, but still haunting. And I wanted that at this one o'clock hour, one thirty, because people are gonna be asleep anyway. So hey, you know? So yeah, so Crimson Peak. 2015's Crimson Peak. That's what I put right there.
1: (laughs) I love I also like Mia
0: Wesselowski a lot. Like I I think she's awesome and uh, I love Guillermo del Toro. Hellboy Notwithstanding. Just saying.
1: I, I, I really like I really like how this is another one that no one would have thought coming, but I really like this movie, so I think it's a great choice. Yeah, yeah
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. go ahead Liam you're you're next.
1: So in my again, I'm just going in two hour chunks here. So in my schedule, we're at about four am uh, it's pretty late. there's probably not a lot of people awake. The ones who are are probably like in between waking and sleeping. And so I wanted to pick something that was kind of uh, nightmarish and ethereal as well. But I also wanted to make sure I picked something that added a little uh, diversity uh, because I just think it's you know a good thing to include some black films in with what I'm doing. And one of my favorites is a little movie called Ganjin Hess.
0: Mm-hmm. Ah, and I feel like Ganjin Hess is choice. exactly
1: the kind of movie you could fall asleep to and wake up at the wrong part and feel like you're in a nightmare. And so, uh, I thought that this was a good slot for that. Um, it allowed me to get in some of uh, my own, uh, uh, you know, uh, inclinations. It, it's not only is it, uh, you know, very black, it's also got religious themes. It's got the vampire thing going on. There's a lot of class stuff in there. There's so many layers to it. And I love the idea of playing it at this time because, uh, there's going to be a chunk of people who've never seen it before. And so they're going to want to stay up. And so in a way Mm. I'm almost torturing my audience a little bit because some people (laughs) who are hoping to fall asleep are going to make the effort to stay up because they want to see this movie.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's a beautiful movie. I I was, I was thinking putting that one on too, but, uh, but it, but it didn't, uh, it didn't make my list. Um, it's, it, it is, it's quite beautiful. It's super poetic. Um, and yeah, you know, I think at that time it it is kind of because it's it's pretty slow, getting like you're gonna have people kind of drifting in and out of sleep. And like, yeah, if you wake up in the wrong part, like you're you're in for uh, you're in for a, a trip.
1: Yeah, uh, I I, I and, and I just think it's a
2: really really great movie.
1: Yeah, it's just so I. <laughs> It's so artistic, but still upsetting. You know, it doesn't fall over into something that isn't horror. It's horror through and through, but there's so much to engage there aesthetically that I just,
2: I love it. Definitely.
1: All right, go for it, Bird What's up for you?
2: All right, so at 2.56, we've got some trailers. I'm going to play 80s slashers, kind of fan favorites, you know, like like easy popcorn stuff. 3.11 a.m., we've got the 10th movie, and the clue is going to be, Lighthearted hearted Italian clone of a genre
0: classic
1: contamination
0: cl- oh not contamination ah dang it okay I don't know I got nothing I got nothing
2: hell of the living Dead <laughs> night of the zombies whatever you want to call it yeah Bruno mate like just like like, like just a, like a of a, a, a strange inversion, a little off from Dawn of the Dead, but so much fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's great. I love it.
2: Yeah, awesome. I, I, it's uh, it, it, it's a favorite, and like you know, it just it just mashes. Yeah, it mashes Dawn of the Dead and Zombie Two together. Like you know, I, I I hate to use the word seamlessly. Uh, it's almost like it's only a seam, uh, and uh, it's uh, like it, it is. It is a bad movie, but boy, is it a blast. Perfect. Yeah.
0: Hell of a Living Dead. Cool. Josh, what you got? All right. So now I've just put you through two two two-hour movies. We went through Little Odic and Crimson Peak, both two hours long. It's now 3.30 in the morning. Everybody needs a little pee break, so we go into Garth Marenghi's Dark Place Episode 5, Scotch Mist uh excellent episode and then so now we're at like four in the morning right so i have two here that uh, not at the same time but like there are two movies that are each an hour and 15 minutes long right so at four o'clock we go into a movie called malatesta's carnival of blood starring Hervé um yeah, this movie is a phantasmagore. It is a, a weirdo movie that at this point, again, people are falling in and out of consciousness. We uh, just had a pee break for Garth Marenghi, and now it's like, I don't even, this movie is so haunting and disturbing, and it's only an hour and 15 minutes long, and so that happens at 4 o'clock, and then we follow that up with another hour and 15-minute movie, Alucarda. Oh, oh, God oh damn, damn. Great yeah, yeah, choice. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're doing, we're going, we're going from Malatesta's Carnival of Blood into Alicarta at the four o'clock hour, and yeah, it's a little twofer, a little boom, boom, right there. Oh, dizzying. Yeah, yeah, because at this point, if you're in, you're in for a ride. So, hey, hey, guess what we're doing? We're going there. Sick.
1: I love that. I love that, man. That's so good. <laughs>
0: Super fun,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Your your turn, Liam. All right. So 6 a.m. is probably a little early for this, but I'm an early riser, so I feel like this is the time when I would need it. So 6 a.m. is my breakfast break. I'm just going to play, uh, you know, goo- Groovy Ghoulies and Scooby-Doo and other cartoons uh, and maybe some trailers, too, throwing some, like, 80s trailers and stuff. But basically, mm-hmm. I'm going to kill an hour. There'll be breakfast. Uh, for me, I, I'm not... I can't really do cereal as much as I would like as a uh, as a fucking diabetic so I think what I would provide is uh breakfast Sammies for people you know have 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 breakfast Sammies uh, and cereal too for people who like that sort of thing and you know maybe we'll have leftover pizza from the night before so people can have cold pizza uh, but whatever we're gonna take a breakfast break uh, I'm definitely gonna play uh, garfield Halloween special during that time because it's torturous. It's so bad, but I love it. And then we're going to go into something, and I figured about 7am, maybe more like 7.30 because people take a while, whatever. I wanted to switch gears back to something. If people just woke up because they were hungry and there's food available, I I want something that's like a crowd pleaser. I want something that's kind of a little more obvious. I haven't done that many things that are obvious throughout the night, and I want something that is, for me, a movie I love. Uh, and so I went with Fright Night. Ah, there the original. You go. Yeah, I just thought like. If you're waking up, that's a great movie to wake up to, I think. I think it's a real uh fun time. There's stuff in there that's like interesting. There's lots of gay subtext, but it's also just like a fun over the top kind of movie, and I thought that was a good time for that. So, went straight into Fright Night. Um I know it's kind of controversial with people we know on Twitter because there's a chunk of people who are out there being like, "Oh, the remake is better." But fuck all those people. The original Fright Night <laughs> is great. <laughs> the it's original your Fright Night,
2: Night is great. God, it, yeah, it, I mean, the remake's good, but I, I, I don't think it's better necessarily. Yeah. Uh, and it's Fright different. It's its own thing. Yeah. Yeah, I just watched it a couple weeks ago, and uh, it, it, it was amazing. It's always amazing.
1: Yeah. All right. What's up for you, Burdan?
2: All right. So it is 4.50 in the morning. You're <laughs> fucking delirious. Uh, you've been sleeping in and out. Uh, you've just watched an hour and 39 minutes of of, of Bruno Maté, like, inverting Romero on you. <laughs> and I'm not going to let up. Uh, it's just going to get harder. So the clue is disturbing exploitation film based in Staten Island.
0: Uh,
2: Tenant. No. Nope. Uh- Alice, Sweet Alice? Nope, that's Jersey.
1: Oh, is that Jersey? Dang
2: it. <laughs> yeah. Combat Shock. I've Whoa. never seen it. I've
0: never seen that. I heard of this movie.
2: Combat Staten Shock. Staten Island. Is Staten Island. It's early trauma, and it is fucking gnarly. It is, uh, you know, a guy comes back from Vietnam. He is hooked on drugs. His uh, He's got a wife with a... Uh, uh, a di- like a severely disabled kid, and everything around him just falling apart, and he's had, got na- like nasty PTSD. It is like such a fucking bummer. Chaz Ballin used to talk about it in uh, in the Deep Red books, and uh, like it was like big on the Gore score. It's if you like that, like remember a couple of years ago when uh, when they pulled out uh, Last House on Dead End Street. Yes, uh, I this, do. This is a similar vibe.
1: Oh, God. So, okay. Uh, dark, that was pretty dark. upsetting.
2: So, yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we're going extra fucking dark at 4.50 in the morning.
0: Combat shock. Amazing. Good pick. Cool. Good pick. See, it's funny. For me, now we're at 7 o'clock because we just did Malatesta's Carnival and we just did Carta. Um, So now, 7 o'clock. I've designated this as the breakfast break time. So now's the time for everyone to take their little breaks. And we're going to the final episode of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, episode six, Creeping Moss from the Shores of Shagoth. And then we're following that with episode one of a little show called Man to Man with Dean Lerner, where um, the character Thornton Reed, who's played by producer, Dean Lerner, who's played by Richard Ayoade, he did a uh, Playboy-style... Um, interview television show after Garth Marenghi, where he just interviewed people. And the first episode of Man to Man with Dean Lerner is he interviews Garth Marenghi on the topic of his TV show, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. So so that's what we do. Episode six of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, Followed by episode one of Man to Man with Dean Lerner featuring Garth Marenghi. And people can take their pee-pees and their poopoo's and eat their breakfast at this hour. It's an hour-long programming block. That's what I got. Seven o'clock. Great. Go ahead, that's Liam. Awesome.
1: No, that's great. I Now that I hear all the fun things that you did, I wish I had done more fun things. But I didn't. <laughs> Instead, I thought, okay, Fright Night, I just gave them, you know, that that's the ice cream. The Fright Night. I just gave them donuts. I just gave them the, the that sweet, sweet, you know, easy stuff. So I wanted to go for something that was, again, a little bit new to me, right? Mm. That was older because I've done a few newer things. So I want to go a little bit older, but still kind of classically 80s. But that was surprisingly brutal for what it is. And that's a little movie called Superstition. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, still that great. I still haven't seen I haven't seen it. It yeah? is it is here's the thing Josh it is by description the ultimate corny of the 80s horror genre right in that it's like it's you know it there's a witch and uh, there's a haunted house and these uh pastors are trying to move into this like haunted house and uh uh there it's related to a witch being executed back in the day and all this stuff and and all the sort of like surface stuff is like Even the aesthetic of how it's filmed all feels more on the corny end of 80s horror. But it's one of the crueler movies I've watched this year. It has a lot of gore. The kills are like mean. Uh, A lot of people die in it. It's like, (laughs) it's just surprisingly over the top and mean for what it is. And it's one of the few movies I can name that's like a, a less, you know, obviously, if we're talking about Jaws the score is like a big reason that jaws works you know but mm-hmm. there's not a lot of lower budget horror movies where i can say the score of this fucking movie every time the over like this like dun dun it's like this like really sort of epics thing comes in it's actually really upsetting like it really works very well with what they're doing and for what it is which is like not a big budget movie not huge names like not whatever and it's one that i don't hear talked about as much as i should it's a surprise it's kind of a sleeper upsetting film uh and and i like it. it and i think it does it's a real less is more you know you don't see the I, I guess reanimated, witch, you don't see her very much, and what you do see works very well because of that. I don't know. I I, I think it's really great. Burdan, do you like this movie?
2: I do like it. If I remember correctly, there's a really good microwave
1: scene. Oh yes. Uh, oh yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I I, I, it, I remember it. It's like it's sufficiently gross. It's sufficiently creepy. Uh, I I like it a lot. It's been a few years. I need to revisit, but. Yeah, definitely tight flick.
1: Yeah, and what I like about it is it's not, you know, I... I, I I could have been going with any sort of classic, obvious, everyone's into it thing. And I thought, what's something that works very well, is very exciting, but there's a chunk of people who maybe haven't had a chance to see it. Cause that was me. I had heard about it for a while and I fa- finally managed to catch it, rewatched it again last night. And I was I was a little not sure about it for this spot. And after rewatching it last night, I was like, I'm fucking in. Like, this is what we're doing.
2: So. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. I saw it on, like, I'd, I'd heard about it for a long time. But I like it wasn't around. Uh, it was like it was hard to find. And then I saw it on HBO a few years ago uh, and like not like in like the heyday of HBO like, when, we, or like, you know, Cinemax Showtime where we all used to see all this crazy shit. This was within the past three years. And I yeah, it, it, like, I was like, this, this is a, a strange pick for them. OK. Wonderful. Yeah. Totally, totally great movie.
1: All Sorry. right. What's next for you, sir? Okay. So it's six
2: twenty-one AM. You are fucking drained. And I'm what I'm gonna pull out might let it up for you a little bit or it might make it worse. Um the clue is sleazy sequel to a famous supernatural film.
0: Sleazy sequel to a famous supernatural film. Um I don't know. I don't know.
1: I'm going to say Exorcist to the Heretic.
2: That's sleazy enough. Yeah. Amityville 2. <laughs> <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> the demonic flowers in the attic. It is such a fucking trashy movie. I, I, I love it. It's it's the only movie in the series that I like at all. I think... Emma oh, the tra- first
1: one is so overrated. It's, like, really bad. I
2: th- the first one yeah. stinks. I'd agree. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and the rest of them stink. The second
0: one is lovely trash. Uh, I, I, I adore it. <laughs> I don't think I even saw the second one because the first one offended me, so... Like, I was like, yeah, I get it, but, you know. Yeah. And then uh, just never went forward. It, it, like,
2: picture, like like almost any taboo like is like that that you can break, like it's there, you know, like this is, yeah, to me it's flowers in the attic with a demonic bend. It's, it's tight.
0: All right. I love that. I love
1: that choice. And it's going to make people uncomfortable, which is the best time for that.
0: Yep. (laughs) All right. So for me, we are now at eight o'clock in the morning. Sun's up. Everyone's awake. And I'm pulling out the 1994 opus by Michele Soave, *Della Morte Della Ooh. Cemetery Man, because it's it. the perfect for me. It's like a perfect morning movie because it's like this mix of horror and Britannica in a way that I just happen to really love. And it's got Nagi in there, so that's what I'm waking everybody up with. Eight o'clock, Cemetery Man.
1: I love that. Well, I love Rupert that movie. Yeah.
0: That, is, that is a pleasant cup of coffee, man. There That's you go, great. man. That's a good time, right? Everyone's going to be psyched and time. feeling it and looking at everybody being like, yeah, yeah, this is awesome. And you're seeing it on film. It's a good time. It smells kind of bad in the room now, but, you know, we're OK with it. Could be fine. Could be
1: worse. That's it all just seems like a good movie to have on, too, while you're, like, sipping your coffee and just sort of waking yeah. up and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you on that, man. All right, go ahead, Liam. Well, because of my poor timing, I'm basically done. This is it for me. It's 11 a.m., I'm only going to get one movie in. Uh, I, granted, it probably won't be. It'd probably be more like 10.30 or something. Um, and, I, and I'm kind of reminded after doing this with y'all, the next time I do this, which I do think I want to do this again next year, uh, I want to do the actual timing because I bet I could squeeze another movie in. But based upon <laughs> my thing, I'm done. And I, I, I struggled with how to end it because I thought about something like Demons where people are leaving a theater. You know what I mean? Uh, uh-huh, I thought uh-huh. about... Uh, other things where like people are trapped in the dark and they escape, all that kind of stuff. But instead I thought, you know, I've done a lot of movies here that I was basing upon the marathon and I didn't pick a ton of movies that are just about me and like being like, okay, this is what I want to end with. And so I decided to go with something that Josh knows I'm obsessed with. It's one of my favorite movies. A lot of other people are, but I think for this director, it can be sort of a sleepy hit. Uh, And it's, I think, upbeat enough Uh, although the ending is kind of dark, but whatever um, that I, I like to end a fest with it. And that is they live.
0: Uh, Oh,
1: damn.
0: Yeah. It is one of my favorite carpenter
1: films. I know uh, for a lot of people it's, it's not, you know, it's not the, the, the masterpiece that the thing or Halloween is, but, uh, but for me, it's, it's, it, it has been important to me since I saw it as a kid on like uh i don't even think it was cable i think i first saw it on uhf you know what i mean like Ah. phl 17 i think i first saw it and uh eventually rented it then watched it every time it was on cable that i could find it like it's just been an important movie to me in a long time and i thought this is a way for me to end this on a personal touch this is one of my all-time favorite movies i love Roddy Roddy Piper in it I love the not so subtle anti-capitalism anti-reagan message um yeah I love the huge fight scene again I I probably love even the things that people find objectionable about the film I love so they live that's how I want to wrap up I want to send everybody out on a what is for me a very positive note and that's that's it they live
2: I'm dude I I'm so with you good 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 choice (laughs) good choice um so it, it's my turn again, right? It sure yeah, is. Yeah. Okay, so it's eight oh five a.m. I'm gonna, you're you're you've had your soul sucked out of you. Um, time for a breakfast break. It's uh, gonna be Casper the Friendly Ghost uh, and Scooby Doo for thirty minutes. Uh, nice, you know, just,
0: nice. Yeah,
2: we'll, we'll like we'll, we'll give you some reprieve. At <laughs> eight thirty five, we have our thirteenth film. The clue is anti-capitalist satire starring a sports legend.
0: Sports legend. Uh, I don't know. Is Michael Jordan in any horror movies? I have no idea. I don't know anything about sports. So, you know, the crossover mm-hmm. of sports legend and horror movie is still on un- uncharted territory for me. I have mm-hmm. no idea. Liam, you got anything?
1: I mean, I would have said they live if I had just picked they live. <laughs>
2: well, I mean, wrestling is a sport, and it is, and they live is an anti-capitalist satire, and that is the
1: movie that I chose. Yes! great minds, great yeah, it's minds. I love that. I love that this is the one movie that we all nail—or not all of us, but you know what I mean—that we had to double up on was they live. Such a it's classic. It's so
2: sick. Yep yep uh, so good I, when you when, when you called it i was oh god i because uh, i thought of doing it last as well but i wanted something that could propel into a last movie at that like after everything that was such a bummer i felt that like yeah you know like, not everyone loves they live but the people who do i like it's it's very special um i i think it's one of john carpenter's best movies and you know the fight scene's great right The messaging is, you know, obviously relevant to the moment. I like it, it's just a sick movie. I
1: agree agree on every count. It's so sick,
0: so good. All right, my turn at 10 a.m. Yeah, we are now bringing it home, bringing it home for Jerome. We are, I'm pulling out what is unilaterally my favorite zombie movie of all time, and that would be. The 1990 Tom Savini remake of Night of the Living Dead. God bless you.
1: I love God that because you. this is was, fucking this was love one of, uh This was one of Lore's picks when we did this, and I was totally surprised. And then you picked it too. I'm like, man, I love that. Now I need to like rewatch it because so many people I know love it so much. Dude, dude I watched it's
0: it. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Just the Barbara character, like every single ass. Tony Todd. Dude, it's. Amazing, I love this movie so much. I think I might love it more than the original Night of the Living Dead. I think across the boards, this is my favorite zombie movie of all time. No question. I mean, it's a great looking movie. I watched it, uh, I watched it on Saturday, it
2: was my warm up to my big Romero day. And Mm. it, yeah, it's uh, it is so unsung and so good. Uh, Such a great, lovely thing. Yeah, th- I, I want to get Savini has a book about like what he intended the movie to be, um, and I I, I I haven't read it yet, but I, I'm wanting to get my hands on it, and I plan on doing that after the uh, after the Romero book.
1: Nice. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So
0: that's what I'm sending everybody out on Night of the Living Dead, 1990, Tom Savini. I love that Dunzo That's... for Joey Fest. Joey I Horror too... Fest finished.
1: I love that. <laughs> well, so I I technically finished my fest, but uh, I'm gonna have two, I'm gonna do two honorable mentions. I think I could have fit these in if I had done it right with the time. Uh, the two that I was strongly considering, one was uh, a little movie called Incubus. Oh yeah, uh, I don't know. Incubus is, Incubus is a blast. John Cassavetes. Oh yeah, it is uh, from the director of uh, the Legend of Hell House, Josh. Uh, Ah, which was partly why it was on my mind. Uh, And I had never watched it, and I busted out the Vinegar Syndrome Blue, and I ended up not including it because um, I think, so this is my bias about this, is I went to Horrorthon the same as you guys did. And as you know, there's a small section of Horrorthon folks that are like what I would call the unironic scumbag section. Yes. And I realized that Incubus is the kind of movie that I don't want anyone cheering for. You know what I mean? I don't want someone during a rape scene saying something untoward. And so I thought, even though I really like this movie, I don't know if I would program it or not. But in retrospect, I think I probably would uh, because it's very good, and it's it's unexpected, and I don't think a lot of people have seen it. And also, I love John Cassavetes, and I love that even though he hated all the movies he was in to make money, he's very good in this movie. So I don't know. I, 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 I didn't include it, but now I kind of wish I did. The other one was uh, the Russian movie Vi. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, a, that's a super nightmare weirdo. That would have been in my 2 in the morning or 4 in the morning slot somewhere in there. Um and I think it would have really fucked with people. So those are my two sort of alternates that I didn't get a chance to fit in. But I think if I had done 14 movies, I could have gotten them
2: in there. Beautiful flick. Dude. Um well I did 14. I have one last. And uh it's uh 10 oh eight a.m. You've made it this far. You you everybody pat themselves on the back, clap, whatever. And I pulled out a
0: horror Blockbuster.
1: horror oh. Blockbuster.
0: Um, I'm going Hellraiser.
1: I'm going Scream.
2: God, Liam, you're crushing these. What?
0: Yo, you know what's Liam. funny?
1: I've gotten three of your clues. That's yep. the most I've ever gotten at a hearthon. I got three one year, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm a god.
2: Yeah, I... <laughs> I, mean, that's more, I, I think I might have gotten one once, you know, uh, and yeah, man, uh, Scream, last movie of the night, I wanted to do something, you know, Scream like, at its heart is a movie about people who love horror, and right. if you've just sat through a 24-hour marathon, I think that it should be, like, you know, about us and as a community, and like yeah you know like so make a movie like i was i was thinking west craven's new nightmare too but that's like a little too dark um i felt like scream was appropriate um so so yeah that'll take you to eleven fifty nine when the lights come on
1: nice. perfect you nailed this birden like yeah, i love Dan, I, that's awesome i love all of our lists like i think we all did a good job but Berdan, you really got it down with the timing and everything, and figuring out fourteen movies. I literally thought like, oh, I'm asking too much of Berdan. I, I won't push for a full. Lit. And now I'm like, man, he nailed it. I should have done that too, but I, I honestly just didn't have time to get Dude, that much done.
2: Well, number one, I have nothing but time, and number two, like this is like my favorite shit in in the entire world. Number three, this is the hardest I've ever worked on anything in my entire life. I think I've said that already. I love that. Ever, right? I love that. Like, <laughs> But yeah, you know, uh, and I part of me wants to, like, take this for a spin, uh, like, like on Halloween or around there and see if I can see how far I can get into it. Um, I agree. Yeah. You know, um, it, like there there are a bunch of like, you know, uh, uh, like channels on Twitch that like will play movies all night uh, or like, you know, throughout the day. And I'm hoping that one of them will break out up. A horrorthon of some sort, but if not, then I don't know. I, I like I, I think that like between the three of us, we have some pretty solid suggestions and can. Uh, I agree. I agree. Can kill
1: some time. <laughs> oh, I mean, we've talked about it. if I knew more about Twitch, I've thought about doing a. Uh... Uh, a cinepunks Twitch channel that we just screen stuff on, but I don't really know that much about it yet. I've watched a little bit, but not enough to really know how it all works, you know. So I don't know. It might it, it might be worth thinking about.
2: It's dude, it's yeah. so like there's some really cool.
1: Do you guys follow Cathode at all? Have you have you seen that yet? I haven't. I haven't. It's
2: it's out of the West Coast, uh, but every night, uh, I think with the exception of Saturdays or Sundays, they play. Just a new curated lineup of psychotronic movies. And it's like, like, it's always it's always based around a theme and it's always fucking awesome.
0: I love that. Mm, duly so, noted. to yeah. yeah. Search that out.
2: That sounds amazing. Cathode yeah. well, he- Cinema.
1: Well, here's the thing, though, y'all. Uh, we love talking to Berdan, and we love this topic, but this is a long episode, so we better wrap it, it on up. Uh, right, thank right. you so much, much. Like
0: the marathons we've described. Exactly. This episode Has been <laughs> yeah. a
1: marathon. Uh,
2: yeah. I think this has been near three hours. Sorry guys. Yeah. No, no, not a way, problem.
1: Not a problem. Felt like
0: 15 minutes, man. I love talking so to Berdan. It's so awesome. good. It's so good.
1: So, a, I want to thank everyone listening that they made it to the end of this episode. Berdan, we want to thank you for coming on. We're so glad we finally had you on the the show. We you need to come on again soon. Uh, we love you. We think you're great.
2: Oh, dude, I love you guys too. Thank you so much for having me. This was a wonderful way to fucking murder a Wednesday.
1: obviously everyone should be a fan of all of your bands including uniform and they should definitely get the new record uh do you want people to follow any of your social medias or anything like that anything you want to put out there yeah you
2: know um like uniform instagram somewhat active uh we make a joke here and there you want to follow the uniform nyc uh, twitter i'm on there literally all day long uh saying whatever pops into my mind which is not necessarily the best thing but i'd love for you to join me um,
0: <laughs>
2: and uh yeah i i guess we have a facebook i don't know i don't fucking look at it um so yeah i don't know i, I play stupid music come come follow my band and talk shit with me
1: love that love that love Yay. that we love we love a lot of your stupid music man and uh but yeah, more than that i like being your friend so, I love you. being your friend. It's
2: so great talking to you guys. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Hey, y'all. Yes. Uh, thank you for listening. Please uh, check out our sponsors, Ex- Essex Coffee Roasters and Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations. Check out some of the other shows on the network. There's cool new Halloween episodes of Evil Eye and Weird and Obscure Pod. And uh, also, you know, big ups to friend of not just this show, but to our man Burdan here, Dana Bellatier, and her show Help for the Helpers uh, uh they have a new episode dropping every week of that show uh and you know just check out everything at cinepunks.com dot com. josh if they want to follow us on social media where can they find us
0: they can find us at cinepunks on the tweeters and also at cinepunks on the instagrams liam is at liam rules i'm at pokey fat boy and uh yeah yeah, yeah we're out there baby Come find us. Come find us.
1: Do all the things, man. Rate, review, subscribe. Tell your oh, friends. Yeah. Rate, Check review, it out. Subscribe. Buy a shirt. We got all that shit.
0: Get some coffee. That's the shit. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. we love you. Yeah. All right. Episode 120 wrapping up. Thank you very much. Smoke bomb.
1: Smoke bomb. Do you like spooky movies? Hair-raising tales. Insightful criticism.
0: Judgmental hot takes. Then you're gonna love Horror Business, the horror podcast on the Cinepunks Podcast Network dedicated to all things weird and spooky. My name is Leo Dark. And I'm Justin
2: Lore.
1: And every episode we're gonna tear apart your favorite and not so favorite horror movies to get to the bottom of what makes these movies great or maybe not great. <laughs> Whether it's The Beyond, Prince of Darkness, or Inseminoid, we dive in on a double feature every episode, and then we talk about it. Some of our insights are great, and sometimes we just complain. So if we have to suffer through it, so do you. Horror Business, available anywhere you find fine podcast products.